Soy, the final frontier. I am Comrade Brit. And I am Temporal Enforcer Pat. These are the voyages of the starship USS Diet Coke, our ongoing mission. To explore new Trek episodes, both cringe, based, and very cringe, and to boldly go... Where Baby Con is adored! Soy Trek the Podcast is here! One half vegan, one half clear! 100% communist, unless we have a less leftist guest! Patrick and Britain, we're talking, joking, farting, and shitting! Star Trek, like our buttholes, the show is wrecked. Soy Trek, the podcast is here, so listen to Soy Trek right in your ears. Oh boy, that was very high energy today. Well oh, done, yeah. everybody. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Welcome to the bridge. Wait, no, I'm sorry. This isn't the bridge. We've been mo- moved to the lowest deck. Oh. We're below the lower deck now. Hell. Um, yes, we're in <laughs> we're on that we're on the hell deck. You know, um the the episode of Voyager Year of Hell. Mm. They were just on the wrong deck. It's the, Did, the didn't lowest. Did it turn out deck. also on Voyager that Tom Morello was on the lowest part of the ship? Yeah, I think so. He yeah. was a science officer. Yeah, he was like yeah, he was, he just was Glory like, Hole Ops. Yeah, he was in Glory Hole Ops just like uh, working in the in, in the, the sex dungeon. Yeah, in the sex dungeon. Yeah. Hmm. Good for him. <laughs> uh, yeah. What's new? Beh. Beh. Working. Yeah, working for the man. Working for the man. Working, what about a woman? Do you Sucking work the for dog's dick. <laughs> that's, that's how I view capitalism. <laughs> yeah. Sucking, sucking the dog dick of capital, my yeah, friend. Sucking the that's, dog uh, dick of capital. That every day, the dog dick of capital. <laughs> but we're going to watch a show today about a socialist utopia. Oh, yeah. Apparently, that's what they said. That's what she said, that's but it's, she, not gonna, it's only going to be a fad. It's only going to, it could be a fad. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. It's a dad fad. It's a dad fad. Dad fad. All right. Uh, you want to get into it? Yeah. Do do? Oh wait a second! No, yeah, I got. I got to wait, wait. We have. You gotta, ad- you did gotta, you know? Did you know we have ads? Yeah. Did you know we have ads now, my friend? Shit! I got. We got new, new patrons and shit. I gotta get up on this phone and stuff. Find out who our new patrons are. Oh and shit. shit! Oh man! God damn! I said. God damn. So, um, we have ads now. As you may have noticed, you don't want ads. Well, Soyagers. For as little as $2 a month, you can subscribe to our Patreon at dumb uh, patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs, and you get, what do you get? What do you get? Do you remember this? First, uh, for how much? For $2 a month. For $2 a month, we say your name on the show. No, that's five. Oh. $2 a month, you get ad-free episodes. Oh, okay. You get them in high-quality stereo, oh, and yeah. you get them all at once. And you know what? This week, I might just hold back one of the episodes from the people. Oh my God! Either the the soy track episode, maybe the real news. I don't know. Mm. I think we're gonna start doing exclusive episodes just on the Patreon. Oh shit! Get more get more people interested in it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, but um, if you uh, as you mentioned, if you give us five dollars a month or more, uh, we say your name on the podcast and say thank you to people just like Dylan Lance, Ian Killia, 
Nick Savard, Jordan Hale, David Craning Seitz, Cappies, D. Gursky, Eric and South Slope, and Jor Moore. And uh, if you give us $10 a month or more, what do you get then? You get access to the Plex server. You certainly do. And uh, the Plex server is pretty fucking cool. It's um, kind of just like Netflix or mm. Paramount Plus, except they, I don't ever delete content like those dumb motherfuckers. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you heard, but uh, they just fucking yanked po- Prodigy off the platform That's earlier so this week. That's so wild to me. Three days after they canceled it. Yeah. Wild That's to everybody, so- <laughs> really. And yeah, this is a, yeah. It's really demonstrating that like you really need to just invest in physical media. Like we thought, mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, we don't need to have physical media anymore because it's all online. And now it's like, well, it's gone forever. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Unless they go to your Plex server, which all the episodes are on there. Exactly, and that's yeah. only ten dollars a month, which is a lot less than a lot of uh, streaming sites. Yeah. You know, and honestly, it's, yeah, it's, it's, the, it's I've the memory got a, hole. Yeah, I've got a way bigger catalog of movies than any of the other streaming sites now, except for Amazon. And now, literally, things you cannot find anywhere else. Yeah, Star Trek that don't exist anywhere else. Like you can't even buy a physical copy of seasons. Uh, sorry, uh, fucking episodes eleven through twenty of. Uh, of prodigy Jeez. you can only buy the first 10 episodes unless you buy them on like itunes and shit mm. so that's all fucked up but uh we also say your name on the podcast to people who subscribe to that people just like joanna hearn electric baphomet kyle simmons pj hale shane sawyer uh king penumbra sfc punk and gillian mccrary mm. Now, I have limited bandwidth on there. I think right now I can only fit maybe a couple more people on. Mm. Two more. So oh, wow. If, you, if you're hearing this, go subscribe, like, right now, because I, I, it, I only have so much bandwidth and stuff. I don't want to bog down my computer or anything, and so I'm only opening up ten slots for this. I've got about ten friends who have it, too, and, like, I can only do so many transcodes at a time. My system's good, but not, like, that good. So. Yeah. I'm going to limit it. So if you're listening to this right now, you were interested in the past, go sign up right now. Yeah, sign up. Got to go to patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs. Once again, that's patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs, which stands for bullshit, but also stands for bourbon sink. A sink full of bourbon. <laughs> Pouring it out. Not going to drink drink no bourbon no more. No. No. Let's get into the episode for this week. Yeah. Um, that's not the right episode. We're going to go with that episode. <laughs> so we watched uh, Strange New Worlds this mm-hmm. week. Uh, brand new episode. Uh, this one was released on the 29th of June, 2023, uh, today. Although technically it was actually released yesterday on accident, I guess. Oh, was it? Yeah, apparently, probably watched it, apparently like uh, yesterday for a very brief moment in time, they uploaded the entire season of Strange New Worlds for like a couple minutes. Oh my God. And people were like able to kind of watch it, but then it was like pulled immediately. And then they just put up the most recent episode and they kept it up since mm. like 4 p.m. yesterday. I hope that's not a bad omen that, uh-oh, maybe they're thinking of axing uh, Stranger Worlds next. <laughs> God, if they do, I'll um, I'll be unhappy. <laughs> I will kill myself. <laughs> that's cool. I can kill you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is the 13th episode of Strange New Worlds um, and the third episode in this season, season two. Uh, this uh, I already said when it was released, and uh, this is 886 out of 886. 
uh, episodes released in all. This one was written by David Reed, who wrote 26 episodes of The Magicians. Mm. So I assume he was brought over by, I think, Henry Alonzo Myers, I want to say, did The Magicians mm. before this. Or maybe it was Akiva, Akiva Goldsman. But either way, uh, he also wrote two episodes of The Boys. Mm. And he wrote one more episode of Strange New Worlds. Um, or, yeah, one episode of Strange New Worlds, um, which is going to air later this season. Okay. And uh, this one was directed by Amanda Rowe, who has done eight episodes of Nancy Drew. So I assume she was brought over by the new uh, showrunner of um, Starfleet Academy, which mm-hmm. is going to be showrun by the lady who did Nancy Drew. Mm-hmm. And uh, you think they'll probably try maybe reintroduce? No, they probably can't. Like put uh, the cast of Prodigy and Starfleet Academy. No, that doesn't really because it's it's supposed to take place like post discovery, I guess. Oh, damn. So yeah, I don't think that'd really work. Although that would be fun. Yeah. But you know, um, I mean, I guess they could put the actors in there if they want. Wait, so it's gonna take place in the year three thousand something? Yes. Ugh. From what I understand. No. <laughs> in the year three thousand. I, I don't like that time period. I don't at all. I think it's really stupid. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. <laughs> uh, but anyway, the director, Amanda Rowe, also did um, The Elysian Kingdom, the mm. episode from last season that I did not like. Yeah, the one, I liked it. The one that was, like, real camp, but mm. not not my favorite. Yeah, it makes sense, because Leon had a uh, had a nice little part in the Elysian Kingdom episode, mm. and she gets to act her ass off in this episode. <sighs> yep. It's a <laughs> ca- for, capital A with a tilde. Except for it. except for one moment where she is not acting at all. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> so we start out. Security officer's log, start at 1581.2. Nobody told me when I took this assignment. Uh, by the way, this is on talking right now. Uh, nobody told me when I took this assignment just how many friends it would make for me. It is a well-known fact that people love it when you bring them bad news. And quite frankly, who doesn't lo- uh, find having their belongings searched endearing? Uh, and then we go to a few scenes of her while she's saying this. Um, yeah, little, she, little, little having little madcap adventures. Is yeah, like yeah, her little chief of security, ACAB adventures. Mm. Um, she's first forced to step between a Denobulan cadet and transporter chief J, the new twink on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the former accusing the latter of using the transporter to steal a ring uh, given to him by his mom. Um, his matriarch. His matriarch, yes. Yeah, could be. No, it's his be, mom. It could be any of his moms. It's mommy. Because they all have, mommy. like, because the Nublians have, like, mommy. they have, like, uh, multiple moms. Yeah, it's his mommy. It's yeah. it's it's his, uh, he's a pay pig for this one. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 it's that type, that kind of thing. Gotcha. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, they, they, they do like to have, like, uh, all their weird sex shit. I mean, don't kink shame. It's not that weird. It's pretty cool. (laughs) Um, So she then, uh, Lon then informs Spock uh, that he needs to stop playing his harp quite, or his lute, his Vulcan lute quite so vigorously. And he promises to do so and asks who made the complaint. And she says, it was anonymous. Mm. Which, uh, that's a real cop move right there. Yeah. But also, Spock, you should know that they, that it would be anonymous. Like they C- don't counterpoint, the ship's hull is made out of space age metal. I I, I think like they Spock ha- was really going at it. They they haven't figured out soundproofing for acoustic instruments. <laughs> he was just playing fucking Wonderwall in there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> some guys like I can hear this. Like actually, uh, 
they they said it was the heart, but it was actually his excessive masturbating. Oh right, he was uh, he was pawn farring in there doing yeah, pawn far farsturbation. Yeah, um, yeah. There, and they found he found like a sort of service hole that's be, that connects the two rooms. And he's just been fucking it. And service hole? You mean nurse chapel? Uh, yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> Who's actually not in this episode at all? Yeah, she's way. not. I was not like, even credited, which is strange. Yeah, I was like, I was like, come on, where where is she? Because she's yeah. she's one of my favorite. Characters. Like literally, come on, because you can't come until you see her on screen. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I saw you. I saw you with your, <laughs> the jacket over your lap. Yeah, like my friend did during Out Cold when I was younger. Out cold. Did we talk about this, or have I just been talking about this with everyone else in my life? Probably been talking about it. I, I don't even know what that movie is. Oh, Out Cold, starring Zach Galifianakis. It's like a snowboarding comedy. My mm. friend masturbated to it in the theater when he was like twelve years old, and we were we were there, and it was weird. Was he masturbating to Zach Galifianakis? Uh, we don't know. Interesting. We'll probably never know. Wow, like what's the imagery in the, in and uh in and this movie that. I think there's some girls with like bikinis on and stuff or something. Okay. It's like some party scenes or something. But okay. You know when when you're with your buds in the movie theater. Yeah. Maybe don't. <laughs> or maybe do. Don't kink shame. <laughs> <laughs> you got me there. Uh, put it on the board. <laughs> Fuck this. Um. So. <laughs> Uh, finally, she confronts uh, Pelea about um, having a number of priceless artworks and artifacts that she's bringing aboard the ship, some of which are marked property of the archaeology department. Pelea says that she used to work in the archaeology department, so everything is above board. Uh, she then tells Laon uh, to live through the calamities of human history without becoming a pack rat before she judges her which that's an interesting idea like she's kind of like the highlander in that respect mm -hmm. like i don't know if you remember the series the highlander but uh, duncan mcleod owns a uh, antique store mm -hmm. because he's been able to collect so many things throughout the ages yeah. which is an interesting kind of privilege to have right but it's also you think like someone who's who's practically immortal would also understand the futility of 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 like and like the how stuff just, yeah and just like how temporary stuff is and right. probably and wouldn't form any long-lasting connections to things any at all right uh, they were probably all like m m quote unquote mating dolls yeah like, like, <laughs> uh, fertility ritual dolls yeah. stuff like that uh, no you don't take away my dildo <laughs> Um, have, have like one of those like have a, a real doll it's a fertility statue <laughs> <laughs> but it's like like it's an ancient ones because they, they accidentally bump into it it starts vibrating a bunch <laughs> <laughs> you've seen how latex degrades right like event over time yeah like it, some people are into that yeah and, and it just looks like a corpse with like mm. with like a uh, paper thin flesh hanging from it don't don't get me horny <laughs> during the podcast <laughs> don't right. make me out cold right now don't make me out cold <laughs> Out Cold starring Zach Galifianakis. Oh, don't stop! Oh. Um, I want to look. I want to look it up real quick. See what it's like. Okay. Uh, so, um, so Pelea then says uh, she maintains a bunker in Vermont in the event that the Federation's no money socialist utopia thing turns out to be a fad. And this might be the first time they ever call the federation socialist yeah and some people online were freaking out about this. were like, they like i mean not not in a bad way they were like oh my god it's the best episode ever and i'm like calm <laughs> your shit down please it, it's a lawn episode <laughs> chill yeah. relax yeah. come on 
Yeah. Come on now. Yeah, we're not. This isn't like a, a groundbreaking Pike episode or nothing. Yeah. Come on. Um, or the last episode. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, the lesbian episode. <laughs> Give me more. The, le- the lesbian lawyer episode. Give me more. Um, so, uh, yeah, she says uh, she has a place in Vermont in case the socialist utopia thing turns out to be a fad. Mm. She notes uh, one particular work they ask about to be a fake, so she tells Laon to tell the Louvre to stop calling her about it. Uh, Laon tells her she can take it up with Captain Pike. Hmm. Oh, apparently Al Cold had a uh, Victoria's Secret model in it. Mm-hmm. Probably. Mm. And it also had Thomas Lennon. So oh, really, yeah, from Reno 911, Reno 911, as I call yeah, it, never Reno forget. Never forget. Also, David Cockner uh, uh-huh. had oh. a lot, had a pretty had an all star cast. Honestly, I mean all-star you're gonna say david cockner is an all-star i mean i saw i saw david cockner on a groupon okay <laughs> i wouldn't call him an a-lister or nothing i mean oh shit yeah and inga oh man there's a sexy scene with uh zach galifianakis and the victoria's secret model uh-huh. well, that's yeah. probably what he was baiting to that's probably what he was baiting to yeah i mean probably but zach galifianakis part of it of course oh of Look at that luxurious beard. (laughs) I'd like to stick my penis up in that muff. Man, that was an early Zach Alf next to. That was 2001. Very early, yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah, very strange. Mm. So next we go to uh, La'on, and she's in a sparring match with Dr. Mbenga in the ship's gym, which is just like a very large open space with columns for some reason. And I'm like, why do they have columns in the gym? That seems... Uh, Probably... Some training thing. They also have bat, bat lifts everywhere. They do a bat lift, which I do like. Yeah. Which is weird because I don't think they have a single Klingon on the ship, do they? No. I, I mean, they, they don't because Worf be, was the first yeah. Klingon in Starfleet. So this is like but, a um, hundred uh, years before that. But uh, Mbinga is like a, um, a veteran of the Klingon That's true. Wars. That's yeah. true. He is. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Good point. Well, well put. <laughs> but then why does he get to decorate the gym? He's a doctor, damn it, not a gym well, teacher. Apparently he's also a martial artist. I mean, we learned that in the first episode of this season that he also was like very mm-hmm. into martial arts. Right. Because him and Chapel like do karate on a bunch of Klingons. Mm-hmm, they do. Um, Ev- everyone is good at martial arts in the show, and I yeah. gotta be honest, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, I fucking hate it. Like it would make sense that Laon would be good at it, and maybe mm-hmm. like Spock because we've seen him put a bunch of people to sleep. But yeah. like, literally everyone kicks so much ass in the show, yeah. and I'm like, I don't buy it. Like these are like the show is like full of twinks. And they're taking out, like, bears. And I'm like, that's literally not how the world works at all. That's never how it's worked. Like, no. Well, when Mbinga and Chapel like, fight all the Klingons, they take... Uh, yeah, they took they, the drug. They take liquid meth. Yeah, they do take liquid meth. But still, yeah. like, everyone, all the protagonists are kicking ass all over the place. Yeah. Except for one they're going to kill that episode. Yeah, everyone's karate chopping everybody. Yeah, really not. I mean, and that's one thing I did kind of like about the Gorn episode they did at the end of last season. Um is that like no one was really effective against them like it was an enemy that was like actually more powerful than them and they didn't just have like a a kind of karate ex machina yeah uh which um yeah doing when they're doing karate and they don't get hit or even like get a hair out of place it's kind of right they they, like beat everyone into submission and they don't even get a bloody nose i'm like seriously like (laughs) uh 
All right, whatever. <laughs> so uh, the doctor clearly sees something's on Lon's mind and tells her to ease up before she takes his head off, the head of his penis, that is. <laughs> uh, he tries to reach her as her physician, but she replies that he's not there as her physician. He's there as her sparring partner. That'd be funny if he, he brought up a... Um a sock puppet like well i'm your physician <laughs> <laughs> i'm dr socko i think you should take a little rest and i think you're taking out your aggression in unhealthy ways what do you have aggression about is it because of your familial lineage because we're really far <laughs> beyond that in the future you dummy yeah. no one gives a fuck what your last name is <laughs> you're serving in starfleet yeah clearly there has been no no uh no stigma attached to your name. You are you are the head of security on on the flagship uh, spaceship of the entire Federation. Listen, my my friend Mbenga here sacrificed his daughter to a nebula. <laughs> you think they give a fuck about rules? Does anyone ask if Mbenga's okay? No Do you think one... anyone cares about Mbenga? <laughs> Nobody fucking gives a fuck about him. Did Nobody... oh, oh you know what? Uh, I don't think Lon has said anything. To to him being about his daughter being lost to a nebula. <laughs> no, that's kind of fucked up, you know? <laughs> just saying. She just kicks him in the nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and then she grabs Sokka and crushes him. <laughs> just stomps sock, his hand. The sock, we, the sock quickly fills the blood. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Only if we have future technology to cure me so. of broken hand syndrome. So, Mbenga <laughs> says is her sparring partner. He advises her to talk to her physician. Uh, so she fucking like tries to beat him up, yeah. and uh, he throws her to the floor. And she's like, "How'd you do that?" And he's like, "I used your own power against you," mm -hmm. which I felt like was kind of um, a little bit of a Chekhov's gun here. It was also uh, yeah, yeah. It's all. It's also more like too. Like, how'd you do that? Well, I'm a man with six inches and like eighty pounds on you, little girl. So <laughs> you think he's only packing a six incher? Oh no, she, <laughs> she's got. She's just got a three inch clip, buddy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Pound it. That's what I like to do. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Uh, he points out that she didn't attend the party for Una in the captain's quarters the previous evening. Damn, cold. Um, Mega can see whatever Lon's dealing with alone seems to be very lonely for her, and it doesn't need to be. And Lon doesn't reply, simply saying, I'll see you tomorrow. And or tomorrow, and tomorrow, which is the name of the episode, which I don't think I said. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is a very maybe Cormac McCarthy-ish thing to do or mm -hmm. um, what's, what's the guy uh, uh, um, uh, on the road Jack Kerouac oh yeah very yeah. Kerouacian thing mm -hmm. Kerouacking off you know what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> pounded yeah we know we know, we know we know Kerouac out colded a couple times <laughs> oh, a couple times every time he stopped in Colorado my friend yeah. he, uh, he was uh, you know into Aspen play if you know what I'm saying yeah, they had a special movie theater seat just for him. Yeah, with, like, a, with a rider sit, dildo you, in it. You could, you could still sit in it today, and it's just like, it has like a little squirt tube full of lube. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you sit on it too hard, you could get pregnant. 
it's like a cast iron skillet. There's just like so much. <laughs> there's, 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 like there's, there, there's like a full spectrum of human DNA on that thing. It's just got a semen patina on it. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna it's a be, eventually they're just gonna send it out into space so other so alien species can know, <laughs> know, have the full have the full gamut of the human experience. It's like no, the, all, they have all the human DNA. That the was the true founders. The, yeah, true, the true origin founders, of the founders yeah. is just Jack Kerouac's fucking jerking theater scene. Yeah, yeah, bait and chair. Yeah, yeah, Jack Kerouac's bait and chair is. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. On the roadhead. On the roadhead. On the chode. (laughs) 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 Write it down. Write it down. Uh, Fine. Uh, That'll be the name of your of your travel book uh, that you write one day. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll also (laughs) write it on a ton of Benzadrilla or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be called On the Chode. Uh, Man, my computer doesn't want to recognize chode as a word. I, I understand. I understand. It's a difficult concept. <laughs> so, as Laon patrols the decks, a strange light catches her eye, followed by a gray-suited dude staggering out onto the deck. Uh, she demands who, who he is and where he came from, and she sees he has a blood stain on him and recognizes the injury as being from a bullet. She's like, that's not a phaser. That's a bullet wound. <laughs> and he's like, damn right, I'm dead. Uh, the gray-suited man says there has been an attack in the past and urges Laon to stop it. Okay. All right. Uh, he hands her a device from his pocket and tells her to get to the bridge, and then he dies. Yeah. He's like, reach your hand into my pocket and grab it. Right. Yes, all right. All right, you got to pull on it really hard. Yeah. Keep pulling on it. Keep pulling on it in my pocket. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. I, I love you. <laughs> and he dies. <laughs> I think he's dead. Nope, just going to sleep. Just, just, to sleep. just real tired now. Uh, I'm suddenly very sleepy. Uh, just, uh, you know, you can, uh, you know where the TV remote is, right? You Mind can... sleeping on the wet spot. Yeah. <laughs> Come. Um, so, a wave of energy causes his body to disappear, followed by the klaxons signaling red alert. She makes her way to the bridge approaching who she assumes is Captain Pike. But the man who turns in the chair is unfamiliar to her. And she to him. Guess who it is? Captain James T. Motherfucking Kirk. It is James Tiberius Kirk. And he says, ma'am, not to be impolite, but who are you? Roll credits. Whoa. Um... Yeah, so that's 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 where we are. We're obviously like in an alternate universe now mm-hmm. or something, which I could do without alternate universe episodes. Yeah, really. and it's not. And it's uh, and unlike uh, the alternate universe we had in Picard, mm-hmm. the uh, the mirror universe, it's not like that either. No, it's a slightly different. It's like it's thing. a brand new one. It's not, yeah, it's also not the one that we had in TNG. Um, it could be the same one in the temporal war from Enterprise. I'd oh, have to go yeah. back and watch. Yeah. But this this seems like a whole new temporal war situation, yeah. which uh, um, they could do something with, I guess. I mm-hmm. don't trust them to, but they could, I guess. Yeah. Um, the first temporal war wasn't fun. No. No, that was a stinker plot line that, like, <laughs> tanked Enterprise. <laughs> like, no one liked that. No. So anyway, we come back from uh, credits, and Uhura reports that a nearby Vulcan ship is hailing them, hailing James T. Kirk's Enterprise, which I, I feel like it maybe should have cleared it up a little sooner that this is definitely an alternate universe, because at first I was like, 
So is this? Did he just jump forward in the future to when Kirk mm. is on the Enterprise? Yeah, because that would make sense because they have a different like security chief and shit. Then, so mm. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and also they don't do they don't do too much to differentiate. They it. have the same uniforms exactly. Same, yeah, same uniforms, different badges, uh, but and slightly different badges. And basically, everyone on the bridge is the same more, person. The same person, more yeah. or less the same. Mm-hmm. Like they don't like they even keep like uh, what's her face's haircut. Like mm. oh yeah, Ortegas. Ortegas, like she doesn't have like they should have given her like a different haircut. They should have made uh, her wear a wig. Yeah, like a huge afro or something. Yeah, like just give her something really really weird. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just a differentiator and like just because I mean because it seems like everyone is more or less also the same person that they would have been otherwise. Right, which I'm like, eh. I mean that's kind of like in the mirror universe, which I don't love because like everyone who's important in the future in one universe is somehow important but usually in a different way mm-hmm. in the other universe it's like oh wow uh, the the evil version of myself isn't captain of this ship mm-hmm. they're commander of another ship oh. I'm like shut up like yeah. that's dumb like it would <laughs> make sense if like you know like uh, a mirror universe Picard was just like you know he took the job at the sequest station or something yeah. like that you know yeah, and, and he's an evil undersea scientist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That'd be cool. But, yeah, I mean, that's like, too important still. So he's torturing it'd make, whales. It'd be cool, and it'd make more sense if he was just, like, born underprivileged there, yeah. and history had never heard of his name. Mm-hmm. And, like, fucking Picard meets his fucking, like, counterpart, and he's just, like, some guy who lives off the state and just plays fucking frisbee golf <laughs> i love that for him yeah me too i love yeah. that too that's like <laughs> yeah that's the inner light i want to see yeah. instead at the end he just like pulls out a whole bunch of discs and he's like what where'd these come from instead uh, of a flute but wait a minute i know how to throw this yeah is, this is there's the just dr- a basket in his room and he throws it in and he's like huh? this is the driver this is the mid-range this is the putter oh my god putter and approach <laughs> putter and approach <laughs> oh and west side discs no, there's those are my favorite. <gasps> I've never seen these in my life. Yeah. By the way, I started uh, taking up uh, disc golf again if you want to go sometime. Oh, yeah. I got the disc golf in the trunk of my car. Oh, nice. Nice. I, yeah. I've got them uh, right in my room there. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. yeah. I'm dating someone who lives right next to a disc golf course. Which so. one? Uh, it's the one in Bothell. Oh, I've never been to that one. It's a nice nice little course. Mm. It's it's very woodsy, so you don't want to go like late in the day because mm. it gets too dark and yeah. you lose shit. But like, it's, it's a nice woodsy course. I've, like I've, I've played many woodsy courses in Polsbo and... Mm-hmm. Lost, uh, lost discs. Yeah, yeah, you do that. Yeah, that's. Uh, I I try to keep only like the lightest and brightest colored discs anymore. Yeah, I don't buy forest green uh, disc golf discs. If you no, no, I, light green actually works pretty well. Light like, green like, works. Like really neon green yeah. actually works pretty well. Orange. Forest yeah. green, you may, may be your favorite color. Mm-hmm. Don't get it. It's not no. a good disc golf disc. Terrible. Black, probably the worst. Probably the worst. <laughs> yeah, black, black just, like, sinks into a void every time you throw it. Yeah. Like, you, you're basically just, like, giving away the disc every time you mm. throw a black disc. Yeah. You're like, well, someone's going to find this when it's daylight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, that's gone. Anyway, uh, we go back, and um, Lon is playing disc golf, and uh, she's already at seven on a par three? Fuck. She she doesn't know how to do a, a backhand drive is the problem, mm. and she needs a rightward tilt at the yeah. end, and so she's really just fucked in this case. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so kind of fucked up that she went back in time and just played disc golf. Yeah, yeah. So she tries a chuck shot and it hits Kirk <laughs> in the head, and he's like, "You dummy, you got to yell four when doing a fucking overhead." <laughs> Jesus Christ, is this your first time? Wow, wow, savage! Like, just come on. They just let anybody on this on these courses now. Yeah, credits roll. I think that's a good place to leave it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for joining us, Soyers. <laughs> So, uh, Ahura reports that a nearby Vulcan ship is hailing the USS Enterprise. The captain or opens a channel identifying himself as James T. Kirk of the United Earth Fleet Ship Enterprise. So, they're not in Starfleet anymore, baby. We're not in Kansas anymore, nope. Toto. But somehow they designed the same exact ship uh, with the, the same the exact uniforms. crew is on. Yeah. yeah, same exact uniforms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I can see that maybe they just didn't want to spend too much money. No, this was a cost saver episode. Which, yeah. if you need to save some money, do a good bottle episode. Yeah, like do the, the fucking Ryan Johnson, the fucking the Fly from Breaking Bad, maybe one of the best episodes of the series. And I put Ryan Johnson on the map because he did a bottle episode that was incredibly effective and seriously engaging. Mm. Like fucking or, yeah, do a cave episode. Yeah, do do a fucking cave episode. Do a locked in. I, one thing that I've always wanted to see is like someone takes over the ship and the crew gets locked in a um, an airlock mm. or something like that. And like they don't know if they're going to be ejected. They don't know if the people know where they are. Mm-hmm. And so like they're they're, you know, they're running out of oxygen in the airlock. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a race against time. I think that could be super cool and effective. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hire me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Akiva Goldsman, I know where you live. Son of a bitch. I don't actually don't take that seriously. I don't know where you live. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bring any harm to you. You do a pretty good job on this show. I know what Trader Joe's you shop at. I'm gonna I'm gonna poop in it. I'm gonna poop in it. I'm gonna poop in the wine aisle. I know, you, I know you like your reds. I'm gonna put a brown in front of all your favorite reds. Um, Just gotta step over the browns. <laughs> to get to the reds. To get to the reds, you gotta step over the browns. That's sure. what I always say. That's that's my that's on my family crest in fact. I think that's the Picard family crest. So also, I don't because think he was poop in emoji oh, movie, right? He was, Which yeah. I just watched the other day. How is it? Um Is it worth watching for Patrick Stewart? How do I put this? So recently I've had my suicidal ideations really under control. Mm. Um, but then I watched that movie. <laughs> um, now I'm not so sure. Now I'm not so sure this world is such a great place to be in. <laughs> it's definitely not a place you want to raise children in. That's no, for sure. it, especially if that's the, um, that's the, uh, the children's programming we have. Just the, the, the yeah. um, a movie about emojis. It was, it was like a giant... Um, tech industry ad. I think at the end I counted there was basically ads for 15 different apps and tech companies. That's bleak. It was, <laughs> and they, there was like a part of the movie where they went inside YouTube. And, yeah. Maybe we should get an Airbnb. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. They literally had a Candy Crush section of the movie where they went to Candy Crush land and played Candy Crush. <sighs> yeah. I, you gotta wonder how like kids are gonna grow up. It's like poorly. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, we were they they covered us in advertisement. They did. When we, we were kids we, on we like were, Nickelodeon we were, and shit. We were super advertised. Yeah, too. you know, like yeah, action figures, breakfast cereals, shit like that. Like, but it was at least was something you could grab. It's like now it's just like yeah, just different apps. 
Yeah, now it's now it's like all different like content and stuff, and that's yeah. a, that's an interesting like change in our consumer market. I think because we ultimately realize like as a society, yeah, we can't keep on consuming all these tangibles because it is part of the great contradiction of capitalism, which there cannot be unlimited growth and unlimited production because that kills the planet that you're, yeah. you know, surviving and counting on. But in continuing. tangibles, the sky's the limit. Yeah, exactly. If we can just shove something into a server farm and use, you know, just a little lump of coal to fucking power it over in China mm-hmm. and sell it to you that way, you know, that's uh, something that's a lot less tangible and we don't, no one complains about that in the ocean because it's not going in the ocean. And you get, we and people pay nine ninety nine a month for it forget yeah. about it and just keep getting 9.99 a month for it yep it's a subscription model yeah speaking of which patreon.com slash dumb idiot bs <laughs> once again that's patreon.com slash dumb idiot bs which stands for bullshit solicitation <laughs> um so uh anyway so um Laon is surprised to see Spock on the viewer screen from the Vulcan vessel hailing them, identifying himself as captain of uh, the Vulcan Shirel, and requests assistance from the Earth vessel. Vulcan, he says, is in a losing war with the Romulan Star Empire and quotes the human adage, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Kirk replies that this is not necessarily the case here as the United... uh, Earth Federation has its own problems with Romulus and cannot afford to fight a war on two fronts. Spock pleads with him that without their aid, the last of the Vulcan fleet would be destroyed and their homeworld would be defenseless. Wait, so who else is, is uh, United Starfleet or Earth Fleet fighting a war with? Is it also the Vulcans? Tellarites, I'm guessing. Mm, well, I mean, it's definitely not the Vulcans because he says the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So mm. they're, I think, so I think Earth is fighting a war with the Romulans, right? Mm. And he says we can't do it on two fronts because then they'd oh. have to go to a different front. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just like, you know, the we only fought in the Pacific front and the, the Western front. Mm. Like, the U.S. never fought on the Eastern front which was the bloodiest of all the battles and mm. shit like that, you know, which is why they say that World War II was won on um, American, or sorry, British intelligence, American guns, and Russian lives, yeah. or Soviet lives. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, invading, invading Russia is, is what defeated Hitler. Um, in some truly inconceivable words, you <laughs> never start a land war with Asia. Yeah. <laughs> The Grand Nagus said that, I think. Inconceivable! The Grand Nagus, yeah. He's the one who said that. So, um, Kirk is apologetic, but firm that there's nothing that uh, the United Earth Vessel can do. Before having Uhura close the channel for good, all eyes turn to La'an, who suggests that she and Kirk speak in private, in his ready room. And she sucks his no, they just She's, go to a conference. She sucks the soul out of it. Oh, yeah. She, she sucks all the salt out of his dick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, oh, you're taking all my electrolytes, girl. Damn. He's like, by the way, I'm a salt vampire. <laughs> He's like, no, I need some Gatorade. Goddamn, girl. Do you think that's how the salt vampires actually kill people? Oh, 100%. They suck. They suck. That's why they, they try to look like the people that they love and whatever. Oh, yeah. So they can She's suck like, all the salt uh, out of their dick. Blowjob? 
<laughs> just oh. immediately she's, she's like what are you doing here i'm here to suck your dick oh okay future like <laughs> alternate universe style and the salt vampire's like hey, 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 it works every time <laughs> they uh, humans always want a blow job <laughs> it's their one true weakness <laughs> Uh, so in a conference room, Kirk is incredulous at the idea that La'on is some kind uh, from some kind of alternate timeline, though he admits scientists have said the idea is possible. More likely, he thinks La'on is insane, except there's no record of her in the ship's database. La'on tries to explain about her own enterprise and her encounter with the gray-suited man who gave her the device and told her to go to the bridge. Get to the bridge! Uh, yeah. Get to the chopper! Um, he, she suggests the man wanted Kirk to help her in some way and points out Starfleet's protocols for dealing with such things. Kirk, however, says he's never even heard of Starfleet and demands she give the device over to be studied by the United Earth Command. Lon refuses and Kirk attempts to take it from her. She activates the device, taking them both off the ship and into the past. Into the past. Kirk and Laon materialize in an unfamiliar territory in an alleyway. The captain jabbing at the device and trying to activate it again, but it doesn't respond. They stuck. He suspects it might be broken, like his penis. Uh-oh. But Laon thinks it brought them precisely where they needed to be like his penis <laughs> to stop the attack the gray-suited man had warned her about. Neither of uh, them have any devices to aid them except for the butt plug in Jim's butt. No tricorder, communicator, or phaser. Just the butt plug. <laughs> so, so Laon elects to scout out ahead. It soon becomes clear that they are, are on Earth and Kirk thinks that they are in New York City in the 21st century. But Laon corrects him. Uh, by pointing out that they are in fact in Toronto, the largest city of what was known as Canada, known for maple leaves, politeness, and poutine, as she says. How the fuck would you know that hundreds of years <laughs> in the future? Unclear. I don't believe. Also, I do I like how it. they confuse it for New York, because like Toronto is usually a stand-in for New York. It is. And it, stuff. So yeah. it's like makes sense. He's like, we're in New York City. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. He's only ever seen the Earth. I've only ever seen the old Earth films. Yeah. Where's the Twin Towers? <laughs> Where's the Twin Towers? Oh no. 9/11 <laughs> happened. R.I.P. No, they were actually so they're sent back here to 910. Yeah, 910. Yeah, and it's uh, it says go to the bridge, and they can't really interpret that. So. Oh, like the guy who sent them back was Glenn Beck. Was Glenn Beck's thing was he always wanted to go back to 910. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, and the get to the bridge is they want them to get to the bridge of Flight 93. Oh. Right. And, and, and take over that plane and crash it into all the other planes. <laughs> Just stack them and clap them. I don't know. Stack them and clap them. Uh, that's bad. <laughs> Let's not do stack them and clap them. What if they were sent back to do um, Super 911? <laughs> like, they're like uh, the fucking the one that landed in the field. That one has to hit the Pentagon too. To, yeah, that one's going for the White House. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta make it happen. She's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> she's, just, she's like fighting back against the passengers who like who like are trying to stop the terrorists, and she's just like, I, I'm sorry. She's, <laughs> just, she's just got a little box opener and a little bat left comes out of it. Yeah, a little bat. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, no, whoopsie. Uh, <laughs> just cutting off. Uh, their it's heads. not you. <laughs> um, 
temporal wars. <laughs> you wouldn't understand. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, honestly, how would we know if like we are in a in the false timeline right now? I mean, because like, what if Al Qaeda was trying to stop something in the temporal wars? You ever mm. think about that? What if Osama bin Laden is like on Noonien Singh? That could be true. Yeah, I like, mean, they both have three names. Like we're just think about it. we're just living in the altered timeline right now because. Obvi- clearly like the timeline still has to kind of occur yeah like it just doesn't flash and then that moment happens like mm-hmm. also like you know those moments also have to happen in between right. so we're in one of the in between spaces kind of just living through uh the world um if uh that other plane didn't hit right wow wow do you want to go back and change things? <laughs> We've got to go back, Marty. We're, We're going go- back in time. <laughs> we got. <laughs> we got to go back and do 9/11 again. We got to do 9/11 better. <laughs> <laughs> we got. We got to invade Syria earlier. <laughs> yeah. We got to blame something on them. Come on, Marty. Come on, Marty. It's it's just Joe Biden instead of Doc. <laughs> yeah. Hey hey Marty, you need to go back, pal, and we're gonna go do the uh, uh li- listen here, Jack. He's, we, he's senile and doesn't um, realize that he's giving us the secret we gotta, uh, time travel. We gotta time go. Travel go devo- and, uh, uh, stuff like Bush didn't do nine eleven good enough. All right, Jack. So uh, <laughs> uh, uh, oh, oh, please don't read my text. Don't read my text, Marty. Don't read, don't read what I've been sending to those young children, Marty. Oh, jeez. <laughs> don't, don't. I don't want to get fired from the TV shows, Marty. Don't read my text with Hunter, Marty. Just <laughs> don't, don't follow the money, Marty. Don't follow just Trust money. me. Just don't get the sports book. Don't, I, uh, <laughs> fuck. Um, so anyway, <laughs> we're in, we're in Toronto <laughs> and a package just arrived for oh. me. Cool. Cool, cool. Um, must be my my butt plug, the same one that Jim Kirk has in this episode. <laughs> uh, so Kirk confesses he has never been to Earth before and says it's nothing like it is in his timeline, uh, saying he had been born in space aboard the USS Iowa instead of Iowa, which mm. I was like, eh. uh, why would you? Fu- why? It's funny. No, I mean, first off, why would you ever name fucking anything after Iowa? Yeah, honestly. It's like it's like yeah, the USS Corn. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, I think I drove through Iowa. It's the USS Slipknot. It was just yeah, it was just corn. Call sign five 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 NCC six six six. This I I'm Ensign Clown. <laughs> uh, I put my thrusters into my ship. That's the only um Slipknot member's name I remember. Clown. You also have Corey Taylor. Corey Taylor, that's right. He's the guy. Clown's not his real name, by the way. No. No, that's just his uh, the position, his yeah. position in the band, his, his sex posi- position in the yeah, band. Yeah, his position is like, clown. Yeah, I uh, I do bottom clown work. <laughs> you know, I, I also do drum stuff, too. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if, like, it turns out they're just kind of like an, an orgy club, like mm. all, uh, uh, I don't know, um, Eyes Wide Shut, but mm. but, like... Slipknot kind of eyes wide shut. And thing. Corey Taylor, instead of having that um, mask with all the spikes on it, mm-hmm. it just has a whole bunch of dildos, and he oh, just yeah. like he just like puts himself in the middle. Oh, and, and they and basically then, make an edible arrangement out of all their assholes. Yeah, there's the one with the really <laughs> long nose too. Yeah, and uh, he just like it was like boop and pops a foreskin off, and it's just a big old dick. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And they and just set up like an edible arrangement. They just like like they're all just like balanced on him. Mm-hmm. You ever had a dildo mask on before? I have not. Me neither. 
Mm. Seems interesting. Yeah, it seems interesting. Yeah, I'm like, not really bottom enough for that, but like it's it's an interesting. One time I did try to find one of those leather masks with the zipper because I wanted to wear it for oh, Halloween. Oh, gift mask. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to wear don't, it for don't Halloween. Don't pretend like you don't know what it's called. <laughs> the gift mask. Don't don't pretend like it's not like all over your Google searches. <laughs> I'm sorry, your Bing. You know what? Bing it's video. probably pretty easy just to buy online now. It's very easy. No, yeah. you can you can get one on uh, like Amazon for like forty bucks. Uh, at least like a vinyl one or whatever, not not authentic leather. Yeah, this was back in the day before before they just send anything to your house. Yeah, you should if you want a good one though, you should go to uh, what's it, uh, Doghouse dog Leathers mm. here in Seattle. Oh yeah, it's in Capitol Hill. It's super gay. They'll try to they'll be like, hey big boy, <laughs> hey bear, hey big boy, you ever had poop on your mustache before? <laughs> Do you wanna? <laughs> Do you wanna? You wanna you wanna use like toilet paper on your butt? I want you to, big boy. Oh wow, it has hey, like a like a COVID mask, but with a zipper on it. That's pretty cool. I should get that. Yeah, that's like a gimp mask. <laughs> that's pretty awesome, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty pretty freaky, dookie. <laughs> making a statement about <clears throat> COVID. <clears throat> Indeed. So, uh, Kirk confesses he has never heard of Earth, or never been to Earth, and he was born on the USS Iowa. And Earth had first. Uh, Earth had first been a battleground, then an occupied territory, and was now a ruin in his timeline. Mm. He then shivers, wondering if it was always so cold on Earth. Lawn is unfazed, saying it's not that bad for Canada. But it would get colder at night, and they had better change clothes before they froze. Oh, wow. I just realized what the implications of, of this episode. What? Khan's Canadian. 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 He's Canadian. Canada. Oh, <laughs> Canada. Um, this this is this is some very important information to the lore. Yeah, and he's also they finally made him uh, not like a white guy. Yeah, even though well, Ricardo, well, he's Mexican. And well, Ricardo Montalban was Mexican, but he had Spanish parents, uh, two yeah. Spanish parents. So he was he was kind of brown coated white guy, I'd yeah. say. But and especially since English was his second language, and mm-hmm. he has that delicious accent. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he was like he was kind of like white coat, Latin white coated, I think, in the same way that uh, like uh, Desi Arnaz was, because mm-hmm. at first Desi Arnaz was like only really playing in like Cuban clubs and stuff but then he marries um uh uh, uh Lu- fuck, Lucy Lucy Lucille Ball yeah. and um suddenly because he's like big and famous and on a show and he doesn't appear black on the show he's like you know invited into polite white society yeah which is interesting mm. yeah salute to Desi Arnaz <laughs> um yeah oh, what was I watching the other day had Lucy in it oh, I can't remember um, I love Lucy porn parody. Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> it's, it's where they they have to stuff all the chocolates in their mouth, but it's all poop. Yeah, yeah, huh. yeah. And just like it, and like two girls, this, one assembly line. Yeah, there's this like an <laughs> ass on the end of the line, just like letting out letting out very like uniform poops <laughs> that go down a conveyor belt, and mm-hmm. then two Lucy shaped mouth. exactly like the poop emoji played by uh, Patrick Stewart <laughs> yeah. in 2017. She's emoji just shoving movie. them in her mouth like. Oh! Yeah, yeah. And she's like, it tastes so good. <laughs> That's your ASMR for the episode, everybody. Enjoy that. You can go ahead and... Um, like and subscribe. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so Laon and Kirk go to a clothing store, the Roots store in Toronto to be specific. 
and find some attire uh, that allow them to blend in, which is obviously not from this store at all. It's like uh, clothes that you could buy at like um, All Saints or something. Very different from Roots. Um, and uh, they notice that people are paying for their goods and services here, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, shit, they still use currency. God damn it. And uh, they're like, well, how are we going to get these then? And they didn't think of this before. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> I like well, they weren't really planning on coming here. They weren't. Uh, but, I mean, Kirk was planning on coming one way or the other. Oh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Oh, I do know. You know exactly what I'm saying. Come. That's the Pornhub theme, by the way, uh, yeah. which you pretend to not know. About. I don't. Uh-huh. I don't use Pornhub. Uh-huh. <laughs> you need to shut the fuck <laughs> up. I don't believe you. Uh, <laughs> so, um, Kirk asks if Laon is a fast runner, but she has a better idea: taking an item from a nearby shelf and slipping it into the bag of a customer, who trips the alarm when she goes to leave. Uh, this is also like it shows like her having some previous knowledge of 21st century security things. I yeah, guess. right. But I mean, she is a security expert, so right. And she, and so she's like in the back. She's like, I'm doing research, and it's Paul Blart Mall Cop too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I need to. I need to figure out how they how they took people into custody back then. There was lots of like Mall Cop movies because also Observe and Observe Report. And Report. Yeah. There was one other. Yeah, it's not lots. Still, it's, it's weird. Two, two. No, mall that, cop that, movies. that that happens. Like, yeah. uh, like studios do that specifically to try try to get to market first with stuff. Mm. Like they just did, uh, like the Tetris movie, and then some other video game movie at the same time. Basically, and, you know, they they do that kind of shit. They be doing that, they, uh, and like that's the reason a Houdini biop has never been made is because there's like three major studios, all with like good scripts ready to go. But they know if they put it into production, the other one's going to try to beat them to market. Wow. And it's just going to be a fucking mess. So, <laughs> Yeah, which is wild, right? Well, we have three different Houdinis. Also, yeah, we had like several. Tombstone. That was, a, that was the case with Tombstone and Wyatt Earp, which is why they don't do it anymore. Mm. Is because Wyatt Earp tried to beat Tombstone to the market, and it was a giant fucking failure. Mm. Even though they got there first, like Tombstone beat the shit out of it in ratings and, yeah. and money. So. And then we also had like two Steve Jobs movies. Right, right. We had jobs and then um, hand jobs. Yeah, and hand jobs. I, pr- I really preferred hand jobs. Uh, I honest. think you saw the porn version. Well, what was the other one you're talking about? Uh, there was a Michael Fassbender and an Ashton Kutcher. Oh, yeah. The one I saw had Michael Assbender. Oh, no, no. Yeah, and Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Coochie. Ashton Coochie. <laughs> <laughs> Ass and coochie. Ass and coochie. Ass and coochie. Yeah, it had, uh, yeah. Michael Assbender and Ash and coochie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the funny thing I'm going to say this episode, so we should probably shut it down now. We should probably kill ourselves. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, as the security guards take the old lady to the side, she's like, well, I, I just get the the tag on there. Uh, Kirk and Lawn make their exit, uh, which apparently security tags don't exist in this exact same future of ours i guess mm-hmm. i don't know they they didn't set off the thing they don't have ink tags or anything yeah i like guess that. they didn't have ink tags on theirs uh-huh. yeah or anything that would also trip the alarm and make the 
the fucking security guard go, wait, you just all you you all just put on like three hundred dollars worth of clothes and are walking out. Like people notice that, you know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and plus, like each one would have like a big ink tag on it. Right, or like yeah, a big security tag. They'd be <laughs> that, that would be funny. If they just pulled them off and got covered in ink and spent the entire, the entire <laughs> the episode, episode covered in fucking yeah. ink. <laughs> Yeah. That, that would be honestly like way funnier especially if it like got all over her face and everyone thought she was doing blackface and they're like <laughs> you're like trudeau gross she, she gets canceled yeah <laughs> just, please you have to help me also, i'm trying to save the future and they're like whatever you fucking bigot yeah right you're going on the internet bitch mm-hmm. so um they dispose their uniforms, and uh, Laon warns that they can't do that again. And Kirk suggests getting some currency, asking if Laon has any marketable 21st century skills before he spots something in the park that gives him an idea. And as we know from Star Trek Four, it's the park restroom. It's the, it's the park restroom. That, like, oh, that's kind of that'd be good foreshadowing, like showing like. Like this is like shows like he had previous experience sucking off uh, anonymous men in the park. Yeah, I mean they're not that anonymous. We all know they're either truckers or bikers. Oh yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. they're part of the brotherhood either way. Part of the brotherhood, part, yeah. Part but brotherhood. yeah, Kirk just goes. He's like, I know how to make a quick buck, and then he just sucks and fucks his way. Yeah. And it's like I'll take any cream teamster or creamster that comes at me. <laughs> no loads refused. Dream pies and cream pies. <laughs> <laughs> and moon pies for not dollar ninety nine. Yeah. What a time to be alive! What would a moon pie be? Is that just like uh, coming in a girl who's into tarot, mm. or like in the butt? Because it's a moon. That's true. Or in the butt crack, I guess. Yeah. Or on the butt. On the yeah, butt is yeah. what it'd be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if like someone moons you and you just like quick jerk off on their yeah their butt, and they're <laughs> like, "Whoa, I was doing like a joke, and you just did that," and you're like. Oh wait! I, I did a joke too. Because the marshmallow filling is in the middle, you have between the cheeks, and then you gotta cram it together. Oh no no no! What you have to do is you have to uh, cram, it, cram, 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 the, cram the cum in between the cheeks, but then also put some brown ink on the side, some chocolate uh, so, or yeah. some chocolate. Mm. Slap up them cheeks. Mm. Yeah, unless it's a brown it. booty already. Oh yeah, yeah. chocolate booty, as I call it. Yeah, you yeah. gotta take a bite. Right. Moon pies are pretty fucking good. I mm-hmm. haven't had one in a long time, though. But yeah, because they got marshmallow in them. They do got and marshmallow. probably milk chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. I used to eat them fuckers all the time. All the time. All the time. You ever boofed one? No. N- never mooned a moon pie. <laughs> yeah. I've, ne- I've never, I've never parade a moon pie and then uh, put it and do a tube leading into my asshole and then consumed it that way. No. I mean, you could definitely do it with a beer bong. Yeah. I could. You yeah. Want, you want to pause and try? All right. Yeah. I guess it's technically I I wouldn't be going against the veganism because it's going in through my butthole, and not my mouth. That's very true. We'll uh, be right back. <laughs> and we're back. Oh my butt. Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, I guess I should have probably told you that my beer bong has a uh, a two inch PVC pipe tube instead of you know what you'd figure. It also has a dog knot for some reason. I mean, <laughs> like that was hell getting out. Of it. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a ribbed dog knot. Okay. Yeah. For was, for anybody's pleasure. You were like, don't let the dog knot slip in, and the dog knot slipped in. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> you got a little bit of that dog in him. <laughs> got, got that dog in him. <laughs> got that dog knot in him. Damn, what the dog doing? What the dog doing? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that 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 it's it's been about five hours. That was yeah. we had to call the emergency services. Yeah. 
They used the jaws of life. I didn't even know they allowed that for human for human contact. I thought it was just for doors yeah. on cars. Uh, yeah. Apparently, it's also for buttholes. And by the jaws of life, uh, we just uh, watched Steven Spielberg's Jaws. That's oh, what it yeah. means. It was, yeah. uh, and then it, it, scared me, it scared me so much, I my, I dilated. And then it yeah. just went bloop. You just pooped it out. Really. Yeah, I just pooped it out, yeah. Just, there's, <laughs> you should just Thankfully, the moon pie remained. <laughs> the parade so, moon pie. But not the food I just fed you. Like, no. That, that bucatini's not even digested, man. No, it, it, it came out. It looked it looked exactly the same as I ate it. No, it's still got the hole in it and everything. Yeah. It's you can still... <laughs> one sec, let me see if I can still sip through it like a straw. Mm, yep. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah okay. It uh, seems to work. This, this is what that we in the Hobbit community call second breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> second dinner, man. Second like, dinner. This. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, cool. Um, do you think do, I, I like to believe that second breakfast is when they like after you know before lunch they they go down on their ladies and they're like I call it second breakfast because I'm eating eggs you know what I'm saying Oh hell yeah I'm eating eggs second time in the morning you know what I'm saying eating so much pushy shitting clits yeah, Hell yeah that's what I'm saying <laughs> I'm gonna be shitting at my next baby you know what I'm saying eating so much water I wonder if you could suck an egg out of a pussy Oh absolutely. I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, with with proper that's how, that's how abortions are done. But oh, like, oh, you mean like oh, like like like, like, w- like with a. Oh, <laughs> I thought you meant like a hard boiled egg. Oh no, no, I'm, t- <laughs> I'm talking like the kind that makes a human baby. Oh, yeah, who knows? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what like an unfertilized baby would taste like. I mean, it's really small, I guess. So yeah, you probably wouldn't notice it. Yeah, I I, I want to snort like an unborn fetus. I think that'd be funny. Hmm. Like a really really small one. Yeah, that's that's what happens when you get like if you were to become like part of the uber elite wealthy oh yeah that's like, a, that's it, what adrenochrome really is it's yeah. just like snorting a line of babies <laughs> and it's just like you know it's just like like normal the normal pleasures of the flesh are like completely like benign to you now like, <laughs> yeah. like you've tried everything we have the, so much to show you you've tried everything under the sun and, yeah. then, and then you just gotta like re- be reduced to like snorting a line of fertilized eggs that, that's how you become a cenobite is <laughs> yeah. basically you have to be like a peter thiel type who's just tried everything disgusting that, that under could the sun. be why peter thiel is doing what he's doing yeah he's just like, like he wants to be there's nothing left to do i have no more things to expose the world to I must make this a hell plane. <laughs> I must become the Cenobite. <laughs> and I bet he's close. He looks he looks like a Cenobite now. He, like he looks pale. He's yeah. terrifying. Yeah. He's he's a terrifying human being, really. Yeah, I mean he has an outsized amount of p- political power for his really dog shit ass beliefs. Yeah. Just so he can bring hell on earth. Become yep. become like the become the next pinhead. Cool. <laughs> I already think he's a pinhead. Ooh. Got him. Got him. Put it on the board. <laughs> um, so, um, Kirk uh, sucks 30 guys' dicks. Damn. And um, he comes back, and uh, he's got 15 bucks. Because <laughs> <laughs> he like, doesn't know the value of money. Well, she's he, like... Because like, like, you, you think about it, he has no concept of its value. Right. Like, he's like, I got, ten, I got 15 of these things. And they're like... And she like looks at him and is like, "That's not enough, you idiot." <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "I just put up a sign that said 50. I figure fifty's enough." Uh, and they each give me f- these two coins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> coins are, I mean, these got to be made out of like pure, pure something, right? Yeah, that, that was look, gold that, pl- pressed latinum over. They here. offered, me, they offered me, um, 
They offered me some paper, and then they offered me these coins. Clearly, I'm going to take the coins. Obviously, that's like, obviously the, mo- the 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 one that's worth the most. Like, yeah, those that paper is like an IOU. Yeah, you know? yeah. For for like actual like metal currency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, going to take that. Fucking idiot. Yeah. So he wipes off his mouth, and he's like, "I heard about. Um, have Have you ever heard of George Michael? <laughs> Jitterbug. Um, get the jitterbug. Jitterbug." Suck my dick before you blow, blow. <laughs> um, yeah. By the way, if, if you're not familiar with the reference, um, George Michael got caught getting his dick sucked in a public park restroom in the early 90s. Yeah. It's a fun fact. Yeah. You know, yeah, he was trying to become a Cenobite as well. He was. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, wham. You know, he saw. So he died, though, right? Yeah, he died. So I bet he is ago. a Cenobite now. Yeah, you're probably right. Wouldn't yeah. it be great if George Michael showed up? <laughs> <laughs> your door after you've we have such sights to show you. <laughs> yeah, so just you've like, completed the Rubik's Cube. <laughs> <laughs> you've you have opened the Wham album jacket sleeve <laughs> to the third page. No one has done this before. No one has bothered. <laughs> <laughs> now you will truly wake up before you go go. <laughs> you were the first, and that's kind of depressing to me, considering this has been out for quite some time. <laughs> but no one's looked at the third page. It really makes me consider my time on Earth and my entire career. The third page was the fold-out picture of the other guy that wasn't George Michael. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I bet you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> um, so uh, then after he only makes $30 by s- sucking some guy's dicks, $15, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, he sees a chessboard in the park. Oh, yeah. And he's like, hey, I actually know how to play chess, too. And uh, he proves to be a formidable player um, because Laon is right behind him. Uh, triggering a vibrating butt plug that's telling him <laughs> the right moves in Morse code. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he earns a considerable amount. Uh, and that that was that was actually I, I mentioned it early. Chekhov's butt plug. Chekhov's butt plug. Chekhov's butt plug. There you yeah. go. You know who I was, you know who talks like he has a vibrating butt plug in his ass? Uh, fucking Jordan B. Peterson. Uh, uh, RFK Jr. <laughs> Oh, a little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, his, his voice sounds like he's like vibrating. So actually, I guess Jordan B. Peterson talks like uh, he's always five seconds out of having a bunch of anal beads ripped out of him. He's like, hey, I don't know why the gender ideology is doing to our young people. He does sound like he's having because like you know he has to be like on a ton of benzos. So he's oh, probably, so he's, many benzos. So he's I think he's just like scared. He has the fear in him. Mm-hmm. Like he has fear. Yeah, he has that drug induced fear. He's got and more he's benzos. He's trying not to cry. Yes, definitely. He's got more benzos than a Mercedes dealership. Got oh him. yeah, got him. Cool. I got them. Um, he's got more beef than Meek Mill. Am I right? <laughs> Because he only eats beef. Oh, yeah. yeah. His daughter put him on that diet. <laughs> it's slowly killing him. Good. Um, <clears throat> do it faster. Do it faster. Um, so as they walk away with a bunch of chess winnings, Laon is surprised. And Kirk can guess why. She doesn't uh, think him a thinking five steps ahead kind of guy. He admits he used to play with his first officer until she got tired of losing and has been looking for an opponent ever since. He calls the three-dimensional chess of his era more challenging, calling 
standard two-dimensional chessboard, Idiot's Chess, yeah. which is basically like the exact same thing that fucking uh, Elon Musk said a couple months ago on Twitter. Yeah. He said chess wasn't complicated enough for him and there weren't enough variables, which is why he finds a game like, I think, Elden Ring superior. Which he is so full... Like, this motherfucker has never played chess in his life. No, no, <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't understand the mechanics of it because, like, then he would understand it is like a truly infinite combinations game yep. that he will never truly understand. And that's that's the thing about him is he's a truly incurious human being. He, he, he wants to understand things to a point where they can enrich him and he can talk about them to the media to enrich himself some more. Mm -hmm. And that's the only level he's willing to get to. Other yeah, than yeah. that, he does not give a fuck about human knowledge or human advancement in any way. He's just a fucking dorky weeb dickhead mm -hmm. who wants to be an anime villain. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, ugh, I hate that motherfucker, honestly. <laughs> Send him to the bottom of the ocean, baby. Stick him to the bottom of the ocean. Well, you know what? We'll soon have, like, he'll be on the first flight hopefully of spacex yeah the first man flight you know what and they're like this one won't explode and mm -hmm. it motherfucking explodes i'd like him yeah to be part of an x spacex craft yes <laughs> um he uh so kirk then spots a hot dog stand and buys two hot dogs offering one to laon who refuses he tries to make it an order uh but she points out that he is part of united earth fleet not starfleet yeah she has they're they're equals. She has no he has no authority over her. Right until like I mean they could they could like be like okay well right now United Earth Fleet versus Starfleet whoever beats the other one wins and gets to give the other one orders. <laughs> they and have Lon, a hot dog. They have a hot dog eating contest. Oh yeah, and Lawn <laughs> definitely wins, and she's like, all right, well, uh, ben, <laughs> bend over, big boy. Or Kobayashi come arrives out of nowhere. <laughs> the real Kobayashi Maru. The real, the real Kobayashi. <laughs> he's just like, oh, you guys doing a hot dog eating contest? And he's yeah. just like, blah, blah, blah. and then he's like, I. I guess we're taking orders from you yeah and that's that and that's the origin of the kobayashi maria yeah exactly yeah yeah we love that <laughs> so um laon is concerned with the circumstances particularly given that they have nothing to go on uh why the two of them why that place and why that time she wonders kirk however is momentarily distracted by watching the setting sun saying uh and it's like setting over a big wooden boat um, he says from the videos that he saw, Earth was coated in a cloud of ash that wouldn't clear for a thousand years, and people lived on underground lunar colonies with no view of the sun. I mean, at that point, what's... I don't know. Maybe the Earth is radioactive or something, but, like, there's a ton of radioactivity in space on the moon. I, like, I don't yeah. see why they didn't just build underground bunkers on if Earth. If anything, there's more because there's no atmosphere or anything yeah, protecting, exactly. the, protecting um, people on the surface from radiation. Yeah, I don't understand why they didn't stay on Earth, but I'm going to guess it has to do with, like, radiation or something. Yeah, shit. they blocked out the sun with... Um, right. And I, I just don't see how they could advance, like, in those conditions really but, <coughs> yeah you think like they would somewhat so, be somewhat crappier mm -hmm. but they seem to have all the advancements i don't understand how they did without vulcan influence that's a very good point or, like, or uh, yeah telluride influence or any influence yeah because like yeah like there's there was no like vulcans helping them share technology or anything mm -hmm. or yeah or any other species yeah it's fucked up man but yeah but you know what we're gonna you know that's the thing you just gotta skip past that quick part where they show the alternate enterprise and there not are, think about it too much there <laughs> are a lot of quick parts in this episode you have to skip past yeah it. so um but however kirk advises laon not to skip on a good hot dog if she can help it and she finally relents kirk takes a bite of his and suddenly says he's gonna go buy another one now this part 
seriously bothered me. You said you said you said keep an eye out for something disturbing. Yeah. Uh, while you watch this scene, I was looking and I was just like waiting for like something like like a fucked up exchange between them. Yeah, like and I was like, oh, yeah. I'm not seeing anything, but I was like, ew. But are they eating a plain hot dog? You're goddamn <laughs> right. And he's gonna go back and buy a second dry hot dog to consume. Like. Like they're the mustard and ketchup were literally right in front of him. Yeah, yellow I, and red, his two favorite colors. Yeah, like he didn't put any sort of any condiment whatsoever. Like you no, there's no relish. Yeah, no, no onion. Yeah, you figure he would be like, oh, oh, a uh, yellow condiment that must be for command. <laughs> 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 oh, you're you're security. I've never had mustard before. Mustard was destroyed on Earth, and we didn't have any mustard seeds on the moon. <laughs> We only have ketchup in the future. A true dystopia. <laughs> A true dystopia. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Like, no offense to anyone out there, but if you eat um, plain hot dogs, mm-hmm. there's something seriously wrong with you. No, there is something fundamentally deeply wrong with you. Yeah. I'm. I'm even one of those people who like. You know, we'll we'll give a cross-eyed look to, to someone who eats it with just ketchup. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, oh, so you want a dessert hot dog? Yeah, oh, so you're a big old baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, little baby, what dog? You can't eat a oh, hot should, dog. Oh, should I cut that into cubes oh. for you and give you a little dipping dip ketchup on the side? Maybe I should make it into a puree for baby and spoon <laughs> feed it to baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ketchup. Yeah. No, you just have to go straight for the mustard. No, straight up. Ketchup is literally baby food. Yeah, You're putting is. goddamn baby food on your shit. Come on. You fucking ass. Yeah, if you, if you want a little bit of sweetness, that's what goddamn relish is for. That's what mm. sweet onions are for. Yeah. You know? Explore. Like, you need some need some sort of, like, pepperoncinis, mm-hmm. something. I mean, not, not to judge people here. Wait, take that back. To judge all of you. <laughs> Judging Kirk specifically because he just crams that plain oh, hot dog in the his fucking mouth. that dry glizzy right in his yep. fucking maw. And, and thankfully he's, but he is all. He's lubed. a goddamn glizzy gremlin. He, so gross. He is all lubed up from his time in the park. So that that that, that hot oh, dog, that hot dog it probably goes down smooth. That hot dog was basically like you know cool runnings. It just goes like a bobsled down his yeah, throat. It just, it just bobsled down his throat. <laughs> it just goes straight in his throat. And right out his asshole <laughs> just like it was a water slide or something <laughs> and, this, and this happened before john candy died so john candy was just like because it's canada so john candy was right, there right. was watching he's like, he's like i got an idea for a movie john candy was in cool runnings right yeah he yeah, was the, he was yeah, the coach he was, the, he was the coach yeah 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 um anyway so uh that night uh they um they're in a giant expensive hotel yeah, um, that's wh- how much. That's how much dick suck. How much uh, what dick sucking buys you? Yeah, and actually, thing that he didn't. He didn't actually spend any of that money on this hotel. He sucked the uh, hotel manager's dick. Oh yeah, he sucked the 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 concierge's dick. Yeah, the, sucked, the, he sucked uh, off a concierge. Yeah, he, he sucked his soul out. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh, excuse me, sir, can I tell you directions to the nearest theater or dining experience? And then he just calls the bellboys like, please lead this guest. To the presidential suite, <laughs> <laughs> and Kirk was like, "Thank you." If he offers you a tip, take it. Take it. It's the real. That's fat how we. Tip. That's how we suck dick in the future. Yeah, y- y'all aren't ready for that one. <laughs> no. <laughs> but your kids will love it. Your kids will love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So they're in a very expensive hotel, and Laon is unable to sleep. So she masturbates, and then she goes to bed. That's what I, th- I honestly thought she was about to do. It would have been cool. Because then she was like touristy and turning. He's like, <sighs> I can't get to sleep, can't get to sleep. And then you hear a buzzing sound. Yeah. <laughs> Out Cold is on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she turns on. Oh, yeah. Damn, Out Cold was, has been out. So, yeah, she turns it on. Mm-hmm. It's like the hot tub scene between um, yeah. Zach Galifianakis and the Victoria's Secret model. And uh-huh. she's just like, oh, it's gone. It's on like Donkey oh. Kong, motherfucker. Oh, I know Victoria's Secret now. <laughs> I gotta masturbate. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, <laughs> and Kirk is in the other room watching Cool Runnings, <laughs> <laughs> just eating hot dogs. And they're just <laughs> falling right back out on the floor, and he's putting them right back in his mouth. He ends up, he ends up just like putting together like a Rube Goldberg machine. <laughs> so like the hot dog goes like, just goes and goes through forever a and ever and ever. <laughs> goes through a loop de loop, and then like goes whoop, and then back into his mouth, and just goes straight back out again. Yep. The Pee Wee's breakfast machine. <laughs> <laughs> That's second breakfast right there. That's second breakfast, <laughs> second, motherfucker. Uh, second dinner. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Lon's unable to sleep, looking out in the living room where Kirk is sleeping on the couch. And this music was emotionally overwrought, and I really didn't like this at all. Yeah. Uh, he awakens when he realizes she's there. Also, I gotta say, I didn't really buy... This the, romance, the romance, yeah. No, I was just like, I, I, I could see what they were doing. They were like, really just telegraphing it. Uh-huh. But it just seems like, I don't know. Like, if you're in a life or death situation like this, like, mm-hmm. you're like you're, you're, you're like the whole, the entire future is, is on you. Uh, mm-hmm. Is, re, is, uh, is relying on you p- doing something important. Th- this is getting a hand job as a plane goes down. <laughs> yeah, it's getting. It's like you're the pilot. You're the like the pilot on on uh, on. Uh, United 93. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you're like, for the last three minutes of my life, I'm making this flight United 69, yeah. baby. He's like, you know what? I think I love you. Yeah. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> but, like, but honestly, it's just like they spend so much time on this romance, and it just seems like there would be – like time's an issue here, y'all. Like – yeah, like are, how are you how are you really forming a. There's a little there? too much in this episode, especially for having like a minute long chess montage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, Lon has something on her mind, but she's unable to voice it before turning returning to bed. Uh, the following morning, Lon is attempting to put together a list of what she remembers of the 21st century Earth history. But Kirk is nonchalant about it, uh, saying that he gets to explore the cool mini bar in the room. <laughs> Again, no one has any sense of urgency or no. like um, or importance to anything that's happening right now. No one cares. Yeah, they're like, you know what? Let's get fucking twisted. It's yeah, it's, right? it's it's eight a.m. Hey, getting uh, drunk. You want to get drunk and screw girl? <laughs> yeah. I saw you looking at me last night before you went back to bed and masturbated. I know you saw my, I know you saw my second breakfast machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I showed you my second breakfast machine. Please respond. Yeah. <laughs> That's the machine that, that uh, George Clooney built in, um, in uh, Burn After Reading. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. It's the second breakfast machine. So um, Kirk has a vague understanding of temporal science, knowing that they were at a fork in the road and repairing her timeline would end up destroying his, erasing his entire existence. Mm. 
While Earth is a ruin in his time, humanity has settled on the moon, Mars, Venus, and Europa, just to name a few places. Laon wonders why he should become content with simply surviving. Where she came from, Earth still has sunsets, she says, and humanity is spread across dozens of worlds, part of a greater federation. She concludes the 21st century Earth history was bad in her timeline too, but after first contact with the Vulcans, Earth became a paradise. Are you forgetting the fucking Klingon wars that happened a couple <laughs> years ago, lady? Yeah. Like, it, it's, it hasn't been that long. Half your friends were fucking veterans in this shit. <laughs> like, the fact that you're, like, 25 precludes mm-hmm. you from that. Like, come on. Um, so she thinks him uh, as being nothing but a soldier in a losing war in, him time, in his timeline mm. when he could instead be an explorer of this pussy. Uh, Kirk wonders if he even exists in her timeline at all, but Laon knows that he does, having heard stories about him from his brother Sam. We haven't really seen too much. Not this season, no. We saw last season quite a few times. Yeah, a couple times. I don't think, but yeah, not enough. He was in most episodes last season, I Mm. think. I mean, kind of as a bit character. Yeah, yeah, but not, you know, he he was there-ish. Yeah, he was there. Um, so Kirk is stunned to hear that Sam is alive in her timeline. And he goes, Sam's alive? And she's like, yeah, alive and hanging cock. <laughs> hanging down. And he's like, oh, I didn't get that. <laughs> Puts his head down. I got a high and tight. <laughs> <laughs> I got the man bun. <laughs> but it's a penis. Um, so... Uh, as this sinks in, the bridge over Lake Ontario suddenly explodes. Lon realizes this is what the gray-suited man meant by get to the bridge. Like, oh, not the shit bridge. Yeah, and she's like, oh, we were supposed to be on that and die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he told us to be. <laughs> <laughs> Why are credits. we on this bridge? <laughs> and then, like, that'd be funny. Then the, the rest of the season's just like, the United Earth Fleet. <laughs> <laughs> United Earth Fleet, Strange New Worlds. It might be. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. arriving at the scene, Laon realizes that this scene is familiar to her and realizes it happened in her timeline. Kirk knows it happened in his, too. The largest suspension bridge ever built destroyed it just after it was complete. This was not the event they were sent to prevent, but Laon sees something from a piece of wreckage that gets her attention. Borrowing a camera from a nearby onlooker, uh, and she's like, hey, let me see your pictures. And Kirk's like, please. She meant please. And I'm like, Ugh. Um, But they get to see the pictures, and she's able to see for herself. She tells Kirk the damage was from a photonic bomb, a weapon not supposed to be developed on Earth for at least another century. She suspects the bridge collapse may indeed be the work of an assassin that they're hunting. The Toronto City Police load a chunk of rubble into a van, and Kirk knows that they would not be able to follow it on foot. Laon points out the vehicle in that era had. Uh, Laon points out the vehicles in the era had all have private ownership, and Kirk says he knows. <laughs> so, uh, coming up to the driver of a Dodge Challenger, Kirk applies the Vulcan neck pinch to disable him, and uh, the man falls to the ground, and he takes the man's keys, which is. Not very cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, he should have been like, I'm commandeering your vehicle. Start United Earth Fleet. What? <laughs> <laughs> then knocked him out. Then knocked him out. So Lon wonders where he learned to do that. And Kirk replies, in a sex dungeon. Yeah. 
you'd be surprised what you can learn there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, he's surprised. He's, uh, he says he spent six months in a Denobulan prison with a Vulcan cellmate and said he also could make a plomique soup in the toilet, which was kind of a funny line. Yeah. I didn't mind that. Um, although it would have been cooler if he could have made like Romulan ale. In the yeah, toilet. he's like, I have to make a mean Romulan a- toilet ale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can ferment it out of nothing but piss and spit. <laughs> uh, so unfamiliar at first with the 21st century's vehicle controls, Kirk eventually gets the hang of it and follows the van through Toronto as snow begins to fall. Lon urges him to drive slower and more discreetly. He replies that discreet is basically his middle name as he drifts through the streets. Laon, however, has seen his personnel file and remarks that Tiberius was probably not uh, probably the least discreet middle name ever. <laughs> uh, which I agree. This was kind of not a fun or not a bad back and forth. Yeah. But uh, so uh, we don't need car ride talks in Star Trek ever. <laughs> uh, so he defends it by saying it was his grandfather's name. He points out she does not have the most subtle name either, and Laon is silent for a moment as she realizes that he doesn't recognize her last name or her lineage, mm-hmm. uh, remarking on how infamous her last name is. Is they also it's funny because like we didn't really have a scene where they ch- where they share their names in the first place. Mm. That's true, but she does know his from a personal file. He just yeah. doesn't care about hers. But, like, she never tells... This is the first, like, he actually says her name. Or yeah, He's her. like, wait, 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 excuse me. Women have names in, yeah. in your future? Wait, I don't what? know about that. <laughs> oh, my God, you're talking. Wait, wait, you work for Starfleet? <laughs> it's like, like, it's like watching... It's like seeing a talking dog. Oh, you must be the laundry officer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, hey, you must be the, be the ensign of giving me a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Hey. Two fingers of scotch, baby cheeks. <laughs> you must be the blowjob yayo men. <laughs> Come over here. Do your job for captain. Hey, blowjob machine. <laughs> Pronto. I need a smoke, too. You got any camels? Oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason in this alternate universe, Andrew Dice Clay was very <laughs> influential on, 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 uh, on Earth culture. <laughs> Discreet isn't my middle name. It's Dice. It's Dice. <laughs> I'm the Dice Man, baby. <laughs> that would be funny if she He's like, I've seen your personnel file. Your name's Tiberius. He's like, Tiberius? It's my, Dice, baby! It's, it's Dice, baby! <laughs> like, oh! every, everyone in, in, my, in, my, in my timeline has the middle name Dice. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then like, she start, he starts showing pictures. He has his phone with him and starts showing pictures. Like, there's a giant, like, in where, like, Zephram Cochran had his statue. There's just Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> <laughs> That's from his movie, uh, Fred Fairline. <laughs> the adventures <laughs> of Fred Fairline. The, the music detective. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that movie's something else. Don't yeah. watch it. Watch Brain Smashers, a love story. His yeah. other movie. It's also terrible. Uh, don't watch any of <laughs> don't them. Watch, don't watch any of his And definitely films. don't pay for anything he's in. That's the worst Wasn't thing. he in some good movies recently? No. Maybe I'm getting like some sort of like uh, Large Hadron Collider glimpses of the of that alternate future. Perhaps. That's, that's probably like our true future. We're like, we're living in the fucked up one. I right think you're now. having a deja vu. <laughs> deja vu, yeah. Mm. Like, I'm, I just got those perceptions. Like, oh my God, he's getting an Oscar. Oh, he's doing A24 films. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as they reach a police detour, the van suddenly turns without warning, forcing Kirk to take a scenic route, scenic route through the city to intercept it. And that's in quotes, because this is a car chase scene. Yes. Um, 
it, it sucks, and they play a stupid indie song while they're doing it. It's a yeah. complete waste of like a minute and a half of the episode, and it made me want to turn it off. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. <laughs> it was uh, it ruined the episode for me. After this, it was like a ruined orgasm. Uh, and it was just a sad cum dripping out of my fetid sore penis. <laughs> Ooh. Anyway, uh, the, <laughs> <laughs> the van escapes and the police apprehend Kirk for driving without a license and bl- breaking uh, traffic laws. And I mean, they should probably maybe run the plates on that, find out it's stolen just recently. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe they, the guy's maybe, still passed out. Well, I yeah, know. I don't think the guy but is. Even if the guy's still passed out, uh, maybe someone should help him because he's been passed out <laughs> on the street for a while now. Yeah, people, like he's been robbed. Yeah. Like, like he's just in his underwear. And, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been great if they stole his clothes. That would have been yeah. funny. Yeah, give me your clothes and your car. <laughs> <laughs> and your butt plug. And your butt plug. Oh, I'll put two in it once. <laughs> um, so... Uh, Kirk protests that his license is in his other pants. Meanwhile, the photographer from the bombing scene suddenly arrives. Not at all suspicious. No, not at all. Streaming the arrest live from her cell phone is evidence of police brutality. Just then, the police dispatcher calls for more assistance from the bombing site, and uh, the lady's like, are you trying to detain him because he's American? Because he's a famous civil rights lawyer? (laughs) And uh, then the police are like, fine, you can go. Which is the most unrealistic thing in this entire episode. I believe in time travel more than the police not beating (laughs) the shit out of a a civil rights lawyer. Yeah, yeah. Also, giving up any chance to uh, violate someone's personal space and and, uh, human rights. Uh (laughs) And I I know what you're going to say. Uh, whoa, maybe they're Canadian cops. Uh, mm-hmm. Excuse me. ACAB stands for all Canadians are bastards, all yeah. right? So that, that that trick ain't working on me. Yeah, you thought all cops meaning all cops like all worldwide, but no, all Canadians. All Canadians worldwide. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care where they are. They're in the wrong place. They should yeah. be in hell, baby. <laughs> or Tim Hortons. Fucking French bastards. Uh, <clears throat> They're even worse than the French, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, how can you, how can you even do that? Uh, you just gotta, you just gotta have like French, but also lumberjack. Oh right, yeah. yeah. So it's plus like, hockey. Right, right. So yeah, if if you're just like, what if France was a lot colder and everyone wore flannel, mm. and that's your answer, and that's the worst answer to any question you could possibly have is French Canada. <sighs> but it has given us John Candy. It has Rick Moranis, um, some pretty good wrestlers here and there. Mm, yeah. Um, oh yeah, good wrestlers like um, um, what's the guy that killed all his family? Oh oh yeah, the 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 fucking Wolverine. Um, oh man, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. God, I hate that one. It's blank like that. Yeah, you're blank, man. J five. J five. So. <laughs> R.I.P. J5. This is now a blank man podcast. Um, so Laon and Kirk introduce themselves to the rescuer, Laon using the name Vanessa, while Kirk sticks with Jim. The photographer, Sarah, spoke out because she was also in pursuit of the van with the bombing evidence in it. It becomes clear to Laon and Kirk that Sarah is some kind of conspiracy theorist who believes the bridge attack was intended to force humanity to back off from its plans of international cooperation instead of fighting extraterrestrial threats. Kirk tries to bluff by saying that his wife has been abducted before. 
Lawn, playing along, says that she has, and has seen evidence of advanced technology beyond anything humans possessed. She looks incredulously at him when Kirk outright says, uh, asks about the photonic bomb. Now, I don't believe in the future they will know about alien abductions, especially yeah. once we actually have aliens. <laughs> like, I think. It, well, I think it might be some sort of like uh, fun fact <coughs> that people share, like. You know, like yeah. If that's the case, there would be like a fun fact that both of them don't know outright is just common knowledge. Yeah, is the thing, and you couldn't play along. I'd be like an alien abduction. Yeah, like what's like like kid? That's just called kidnapping now. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, as they proceed through the streets, Sarah talks about her belief that an international cabal is responsible for hiding evidence of alien attacks in order to steal their technology, and she calls this cabal. Should I say it? Uh, I'm not going to. <laughs> I mean, she has this. This Sarah. She let's is... let's just say uh, she identifies as an anti-Zionist. <laughs> yeah. First and foremost. First and foremost. That's what she says. Yeah, yeah. But she's anti some other things. Yeah, she's anti-Semite. Ooh, wow. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say she's a Holocaust revisionist. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's who she she has certain theories on who controls the world, yeah. who controls the banks, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely the banks. Aliens control aliens, the banks. Aliens. Uh, no, she doesn't actually. She's not an anti-Semite. That'd be funny, though. Yeah. Uh, she believes there's a facility somewhere in Toronto where they keep their stolen technology powered by a cold fusion reactor. And that attacks had been going on for years intended to slow human advancement. Uh, and those attacks are called capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, honestly, the fact that they're not like that they're not being like, yeah. And that's and that's the that's the more terrifying thing that there is no like Romulans like sabotaging human advancement. It's mm -hmm. us. Yeah. Uh, we are sabotaging human advancement. Yep. There is like like the only thing in the way of human advancement is capitalism. Yeah. Like it's no it doesn't go deeper than that. Like everything yeah. is as 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 obvious as it possibly can be. It's the the profit motive. It's yeah. an upward transfer of wealth helps only a very small percentage of people at the top. Yeah. If we restructure things to where everything is equitable and equal and we all have a nice slice of the world pie, then we will all have the ability and the privilege to pursue life as we see fit. There is more than enough material wealth to go around to where everyone in the world would be working like 25 hours a week. Yeah. And we could do that. We could yeah. definitely do that, but we refuse to do that because we say, no, my time is worth more than yours because I was able to scale something. Yeah. And like, no, that's not how it works. That's not how anything works. Yeah, I mean, and like believing that it is aliens. I mean, that's a thing. Like, I mean, a little bit spoiler, but it is aliens. <laughs> aliens. It is aliens. It is aliens. God damn it! And it's so, the goddamn aliens. And that's again. sort of like justifying, like, oh, there's nothing we can do. We're going against like things with like superior. Like everyone, everyone, ha every everybody on Earth has the purest intentions of mm -hmm. of what they do, and there's no like actual like outright maliciousness towards uh normal humans <laughs> and, right. and keeping them subjugated to working as slaves for uh capital yeah i like to believe the romulans are already controlling us and oh, yeah. they just like control people like elon musk and shit. <laughs> yeah. <It's> like that. 
I mean, I mean, Sarah. I mean, S E R A. I mean, that should be an indication, a little bit of a clue of who she is. What, Elon, what do you think, what do you Elon th- Musk. Come on, man. I mean, Sarah. What do you think Sarah stands for? S E R A. Seraphim. Seraphim. Seraphima. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think it stands for um, semen erection radical articulation. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. Radical action. Yeah. Semen. Semen. Semen ejaculation. Radical action. There you go. Semen ejaculated rapidly. Radical analingus. <laughs> uh, yeah. Semen ejac. Uh, yeah. Oh, felching. Felching. Where's F? Oh, that se- like you know, uh, analingus semen ejaculated uh you know and then um analingus radical analingus you're ejaculating and drinking it out that's shrimping that's shrimping i thought yeah. it was felching shrimp that's shrimp eating eating uh come out of the butt and that's that's shrimping oh okay i believe mm. i'll have to read back up but i believe that's a shrimp mm. you know and did you know that uh, you know shrimping is also an exercise in uh, brazilian jiu-jitsu did you know that uh, shrimps is bugs i do yeah, they're undersea bugs. I've heard that. Under the sea, you're under actually, the sea. He, he, uh, you're for real googling. You should duck, duck, go it instead, like they mentioned in this episode. Felching, sucking or eating semen out of someone's anus. What's shrimping then? I'm pretty sure shrimping's the same thing. I think you do it with like a straw, though. Hmm. Shrimping, yeah. Brazilian jiu-jitsu came up when I put shrimping in. That's pretty gay. Oh, that makes sense. Is it the same thing? Or? Oh, to suck on someone's toes for sexual gratification, because like toes look like little shrimps. No, there's something to do with a, a, a thing, They're like doing doing some cum stuff. Oh, sure. felching with the aid of a straw. There you go. Boom. Okay, so we're both right. We're both, both technically right. Yes. High five. Yes. I love when two people can be bright about the exact same thing, <laughs> and that thing is fucking disgusting. Awesome. Also, <laughs> you know what? We're also talking about a difference of coasts here. I'm originally from the East Coast. Right. You're from Alaska. West, West Coast and shrimp. Shrimp. I mean, you know, the fucking West Coast famous for shrimp. Yeah. You're, you're a lobster. Maybe they call it lobstering over there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, or oh, tiny I, lobster. I, I, I always heard it as felching. So, yeah. like, that's why, like, I knew felching. You knew yeah. shrimping. We're just, we're just having, like, it's like, it's like. To tomato, tomato, uh, yeah. potato, <laughs> pota- felching, <laughs> shrimping. <laughs> Let's call the whole thing. Let's get the whole thing off. <laughs> the whole thing. The, the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> it is a whole thing. Let's let's get back to this. <laughs> As they stop at a restaurant, Laon is uncertain what to make of Sarah, saying she is unhinged. Kirk is a little more understanding, pointing out uh, that there was an era uh, where humans thought aliens were science fiction, but Sarah knew in her gut that they existed and were not friendly. Sarah returns a few moments later, bringing her digital tablet, showing pictures of what she uncovered and saying it was hard to find them, being that uh, most of the stuff on the internet now is just stupid pictures and memes. And Kirk's like, what's a meme? Lon's <laughs> like, I have no idea. Uh, They're just asking for that to be memed. Right, exactly. Which, it, it, it felt very ham-fisted. Yeah. And I was like... No, I'm not going to screenshot that because they want me to screenshot that. <laughs> it was very. Unclear. I'm not playing by your games, pal. It was very unclear what year this was supposed to be taking place. During. I think. I think now it's like 2024 ish, mm. or yeah, maybe, maybe in the near future. Yeah, but I mean, I, that's why I don't like they're kind of redoing 2024 
you know they did it, redid it with Picard, and now I guess they with this as well because this also seems no, no, semi futurist. Well, that's the thing is this episode was season two of Picard in an episode. Yeah, they had the car chase. <laughs> they did. They had like the fucking augments and shit. They and, did. Like, yeah, they had the secret Romulan. Yeah, the secret Romulan. Yeah, exactly. They had they had everything in here from Picard season two, wow. except for the Borg. Except for the Borg, and that actually <laughs> saved it. No France. But French Canada. French Canada. Oh, Boom. Boom. You got fucked. You got French, bitch. You got fucked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, Kirk's attention is immediately seized by one picture. Boobs. <laughs> we don't have those in my future. <laughs> what? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Starts hitting his head with a cartoon mallet. <laughs> his, his, his tongue rolls out on the table. His eyes pop out. Yeah, it's just like, do you need to go jerk off or something? And he goes in the bathroom and comes back. Comes goes to the bar bathroom. Comes out you know, a little later. It's, it's like I didn't get a chance to jerk off, but I met at least four guys in there. Yeah, <laughs> one hot dog, please. <laughs> <laughs> whoop 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 whoop. <laughs> uh, tell me more about this restaurant. Five guys you have. <laughs> <laughs> and they have hot dogs. Okay, let's So, go. are they all in the restroom? Or <laughs> uh, do you just go behind the counter? What's going on? Can you order them all at once? <laughs> <laughs> can I have less than the five? Yeah. <laughs> That's a little overwhelming. I don't have that many holes. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, uh, I just downloaded this app called Grinder, and whoa, there's more than five guys on there. Well, I better put Discreet as my full name. <laughs> <laughs> Tiberius Dis Discreet Kirk. Tiber uh, uh, James Dice. <laughs> Discreet. I, I, Dice Discreet. <laughs> Discreet. Hey, Kirk. I'm the Discreet Man. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, keep sucking. Oh, <laughs> I'm about to come. Oh, he has his Ford Fairline shades that he puts on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there once was a captain named Kirk <laughs> whose dick he needed to jerk. <laughs> <laughs> he jerked his cock and then he saw Spark and said, It's time to go to work. You know what I'm saying? Oh! Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> um, God, I should do that for a living. <laughs> so you should be the next Andrew Dice Clay. The dopamine rush I get when I do Andrew Dice Clay impressions <laughs> is seriously like, my medicine doesn't do that shit to I me. I think dog. you should legally change your middle name to Dice. Yeah, Britain Dice Strong. <laughs> Comrade Dice Britain. <laughs> That'd be your whole shtick. This, yo, this is Dice Trek. Oh! oh. <laughs> there once was a Deep Space Nine whose crew was looking so fine. Everybody there had no pubic hair, so they did a Deep Space 69. Oh! oh. Okay. God. God, Andrew Dice Clay could never. Like, I feel like the king has been dethroned. No, he really has. <laughs> also, I'm unexpectedly good at this. <laughs> I don't, I am ashamed to have this talent. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. Yeah, it's like finding out finding out that you can do second breakfast. It's like, it's just like you're impressed, but also slightly ashamed. <laughs> no, extremely ashamed. You're like, oh, I can never show anybody this, but I'm going to do it the second I have a chance. <laughs> That's the hot dog coming out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so 
after they part ways, uh, wait, uh, so where are we? Um, so Sarah also obtained surveillance footage from a hookah parlor near the bridge explosion site, showing a man in a dark suit waiting nearby 15 minutes before the blast, like he knew the blast was going to happen. Or maybe he was just like on his lunch break. Yeah. And it's 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So after they part ways, Laon admits to feeling sorry for Sarah, being so close to the truth, but without the proof she needed, which is kind of how I feel about libertarians. Yeah. Like they have so much of the right information, but all their conclusions are like, which is, that's why we should get rid of the government. And I'm yeah. like, no, that's why she, we should reform government systems and make them work for the people. And they're like, no, that's why government's evil and people should fend for themselves. Anyway, here's a here's a sub that I made in my in my, in my garage. Let's go down to the ocean. Mm-hmm. And, and, <laughs> and by sub, it's just a dude with a gimp mask on. Yeah. I mean, and by dude, I mean like twelve year old girl. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm libertarian. <laughs> um, so after they part ways, Laon admits to feeling sorry. Uh, oh, sorry. Um, so uh, Kirk, however, knows Sarah is closer to the truth than she thought, pointing out that the ship in the picture was a Romulan vessel, a bird of prey, which is they really need to stop having Romulan and Klingon birds of prey. Yes. Why do they do this to us? Unclear. Like, literally, they renamed the Romulan bird of prey a Romulan warbird, mm. so as not to get this conflated anymore. Yeah. And they just fucking circled back, and they're like, no, they can both be birds of prey. Mm. It's fine. I hate that. <laughs> so, um, Kirk recalls what Sarah had said about the cold fusion reactor in the city, because in a few days it would be destroyed in a Romulan first strike that wiped out Toronto, and they had to find it first. Laon concedes it would be trivial with a tricorder, and Kirk pointedly agrees that it would be if somebody, <coughs> Laon, hadn't brought them back in time without one, and wonders if she learned any engineering, uh, if she had taken any um, extant engineering courses at the academy, it would help them build one, which is an interesting maybe reference because they actually talk a couple times in DS9 about like auxiliary engineering courses, and mm. Bashir actually takes one at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I think it'd be nice because I always feel like also in the future they have multiple paths of study that they do. Because I mean, you exactly. They can learn whatever they want to learn, which is why like, Jake just like starts learning from O'Brien and figures out that's not what he wants to do with his life. Yeah. Which is really cool. And then he tells his dad and he's like, I thought you'd be disappointed. And Cisco's like, why would I? I'm the, I am the best written dad on television. <laughs> How dare you? I'll dare you. I'll never be disappointed in you. I fucking love you, son. <laughs> You're all I have. But yeah, like also I feel like as, as a space explorer, you uh, like, having multiple paths of study and knowledge are is not just like you know it's kind of required in space yeah, right required yeah because like no there's no telling what situation you're going to be in where something will come in handy and literally how much how much study does your job as a security officer require yeah what are you studying what's your ongoing education well beat people up classes <laughs> yeah. more of those more of getting your ass kicked by the ship's doctor I, I must do my special move hiding hiding the uh the uh the body cam footage <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh the special move this <laughs> is like there's a uh, train there's a trained move that you can only do through years of study as a security officer and it's just like and she like uh takes out a piece of tape yeah. <laughs> it's a black electrical tape puts it over a badge as well <laughs> yeah. they don't need to know any numbers no numbers all right i'll, 
I, suggest, I just suggest you start praying, but so, only to Jesus. So that's a fun fucking thing that cops do that mm. should be fucking illegal. You, sometimes you'll see cops with a bi- big black bar over their badge, obscuring mm-hmm. their name and number. They say that's a, kind of like a thin blue line thing, and they say it's to respect fallen officers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which is the biggest load of fucking horse shit I've heard mm-hmm. in my life. Oh, yeah. Like, if, if a cop is obscuring their name and badge number, you should be allowed to shoot them. Yeah. That's, I think, that's my opinion. They're in Minecraft. No, no, in real life. <laughs> in the United States of fucking America, but especially Canada. Yes. <laughs> especially Toronto. Damn, damn Toronto. Especially, yeah, like Montreal, Toronto, anywhere in French Canada, mm-hmm. you should be able to shoot a cop if you can't read their name. So if their backs to you, can't read their name, that's the wrong. <laughs> you know, if uh, if they're like taking a piss and they're like too close to the urinal, you can't read their name, can't see their dick. <laughs> if they're in a, a public park restroom and uh, they want to top and they'll only accept a blowjob from you and they won't go halfsies and give you a rough trade. This is a really good book that you've written. That's a parody. (laughs) Or if you just want to shoot one. (laughs) (laughs) Britt, this is your lawyer speaking. (laughs) Keep doing it. (laughs) Do it harder. harder. So... they, Kirk says they have to find the underground cold fusion chamber first. Laon concedes it would be trivial with a tricorder, but they don't have one. Uh, engineering courses. So seeing a news report about unseasonable temperatures in Vermont, Laon recalls a conversation she had earlier that day and tells Kirk that she knows someone there who might be able to help them. Mm. And so they go to Vermont. Now, I have a problem with this. How the fuck did they get into Vermont? <laughs> they went over uh, the Canadian American. She mentions border. that she bribed the border patrol. Does she mention that? Yeah, she mentions it uh, when they get to their destination. She, she, they. There is a very quick line where she mentioned, like, she's talking about all they went through to get there, uh-huh. and part of it includes um, bribing the border guards. Interesting. Which is funny because I hear Canadian border guards are like fucking insane. They are on the American freaks. side. Yeah. yeah, and so and so here's the thing. If you're taking a bus back, they make you like wait in a line. There's no way you can bribe someone that publicly. And you have to give them your cell phone, and 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 they can and they are allowed to look completely through your cell phone and Mm -hmm. read all your messages. Yes, and and so and so they said they took like three buses here, and they were they were somehow able to bribe a guard. I don't really buy it. Also, how long did that take? They're like time is an issue. Yeah, and they're taking three buses. Uh And (laughs) here's the thing: they could they could have done it so easily. They could have just, instead of saying Vermont, said, like, uh, I have a place in, like, Montreal or something. Mm. Like, literally, they didn't have to say Vermont. Yeah. They needlessly complicated the writing of this episode, and it sucks. It's dumb. It doesn't make any sense why they would have to do that. I don't know. I, d- I did like how, like, how it did seem. I, w- I was not expecting um, the Vermont uh, reference in the beginning of the episode to come back. But it did. Yeah. It's, it somehow did. It was I was, Chekhov's reward. Yeah, I was. I was. I was surprised it worked very well because I was like, I was like, oh, she just mentioned that she lived in Vermont. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no way are they going back there. So Laon and Kirk arrive at a place with the archaeology department written on the door in a parent antique shop. Yeah. 
Kirk is unsure what to make of it, but Laon asks him to trust her. Knocking on the door, the sound of breaking glass heralds none other than Pelea, who tells them in a sing-song voice that the store is closed. Laon tells her they had driven all day, having to uh, take several buses to get there, and apparently bribe a border bribe guard. Bribe a border guard. Um, she then surprises Pelea. Which I'm guessing was second breakfast for Kirk. Kirk is just like... Oh, yeah. <sighs> it's like, <laughs> hey, uh, he tries to slip him money. He's like, no, you can't do that. Not here. He's like, do you want to go to the bathroom? And he's like, yeah, I need to go to the bathroom <laughs> now. Yeah. And like five minutes later, Kirk comes out and he wipes his mouth and he's like, I'll eat any hot dog dry. <laughs> That's basically, what he was doing. That's what he's practicing basically for. Basically, this is why they needed Kirk to go back because Kirk's Kirk's dick sucking was basically like a magic wand. It was. Like, it was. It, a, it, it, yeah. it was. It it opened any door for them. Yeah, it was a Deus cock machina. <laughs> yeah, Deus cock machina. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Deus cox machina. <laughs> two, yeah, two Deus cox. Yeah. Deus cox. Um, Deus. Deus cox, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Um, she had thought when Pelea told her she worked at the archaeology department, it was at a university. And so they checked a couple of those places, but then discovered the antique shop, uh, with Kirk remarking that someone at the Apple store had taught him to use DuckDuckGo, which great way to slip in two advertisements in there. Mm-hmm. Is DuckDuckGo real? Yeah, it's, uh, it's like a competitor to Google that does anonymous searches. Mm. So, without giving too much about herself away, Laon tells Pelea that they shared common knowledge that would break most people's perceptions about reality. Uh, they've seen the two Klingon dicks, and yeah. that she and her friend were on a mission to protect something beautiful, the future of humanity. Something Pelea would know was incredibly fragile. Pelea concedes that brain-melting secrets were a good enough reason to help someone. And when Laon says she needed an engineer, Pelea is taken aback, remarking that she hadn't taken a math class since Pythagoras made that crap up. <laughs> Which was a pretty funny line. I yeah. Like that. Like that, that's just showing. Like I, I, I was not expecting um, the Lanthanites to be that long lived. Yeah, yeah, they're basically like immortal. Yeah, like, like kind of like uh, fucking the Guinan and her people. Yeah, yeah, Elarians. Elarians, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, she Pele also uh, thought says she thinks that cold fusion was fiction, like Bigfoot and lasers. Uh, Kirk points out that lasers are real, earning another rant from Pelea about how she couldn't keep up with Earth's scientific achievements. What about her own planets? Like, you figure she got there from somewhere that has lasers, maybe? Yeah, like, that's what I was thinking. Like, I was like, surely she has to know something about engineering, but clearly she's lived thousands of years without ever... (laughs) Yep. Uh, So Kirk is bemused that this is the person who in two centuries would be the chief engineer of the Enterprise. Laon assures Pelea that they didn't need to understand cold fusion to detect its byproducts, excess heat, neutrons, and tritium. Mm. Pelea knows that tritium was used in divers' watches from the 1980s, and it actually was. It uh, mm. was used for uh, the glowing thing, mm. um, and may have some in the back. Kirk is convinced that whatever Pelea comes up with is bound to be insane in the membrane. Insane in the brain! <laughs> so examining the watches, Laon knows tritium gives off small amounts of radiation and that the dials of the watch were coated in a radioactive material like phosphor. 
Kirk also knows tritium has a short half-life, so it would decay. Lon pries off the glass casing covering the watch in her hand, as they both realize that if the reactive materials of the watches are exposed to tritium, the hands would glow. Lon thanks Pelea for her help, uh, thinking her more of an engineer than she thinks. Pelea is inspired by this, thinking it would be nice to have an uh, to make an honest living. Not that any of the items she has were stolen, she adds, <laughs> friendly. Lon and Kirk return to Toronto. Uh, somehow they get back over the border again. Yeah. Fine, okay. He's got to suck some more dicks. Yep, he's fucking, they just, they know his, they know him by first and last name of the border now. They're like, yeah. uh, oh, old Jimbo dick suck. <laughs> Let's take a trip to the bathroom. Oh, the get you over that the border. The dice man's here? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. oh. That's. That's hey, sound. whip on <laughs> That's That's the sound uh, all the border agents make when they come. They go, oh! oh that's why he's called the Dice Man. <laughs> <laughs> he turns him into Dice Man. Yeah. Because uh, he, yeah, he fucking juggles your balls like dice. Yeah. Like a hot pair of dice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fucking, and he's also really into craps, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, like Patrick Stewart, yeah, the emoji like movie. Yeah. So uh, they return to Toronto, where they have been wandering the streets for hours with no sign of anything glowing. Kirk wonders why he couldn't have worn the watch, thinking uh, it's a man's watch. Lon jokes that she just wanted to be in charge, because she's obviously a top. She admits that if she had been in his place, he would have not gone along with it, and believes it was better with him there. Kirk concedes that if there was one timeline that could be saved, he'd like it to, uh, to be hers instead so he could live there. Though he knows that's not how temporal mechanics worked. But Lon wonders, what if you could? Ugh. Kirk's not so sure, thinking one timeline would not be big enough for the two of them, or for two of him, but Lon is serious, wondering if perhaps the device could bring them both back to her timeline. She confesses that she finds people difficult, but admits to being lonely. Oh, poor little lonely girl with serious anger problems. <laughs> she's violent towards everybody. Oh, she's she, a cop. She's she's the <laughs> ship cop. Yeah. She's a dick to everybody. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. You're difficult. <laughs> no kidding. You're lonely. It's your fault, cop. Mm -hmm. uh, this is why no one wants to date cops. Uh, she felt the weight of her heritage her entire life and thinks she's letting that go and that it's helped by Kirk ha having never heard of her scarlet letter she carried her whole life. Uh, and he gives her a face and she's like, the scarlet letter, it's by Hawthorne. <laughs> <clears throat> and he gives her another face and uh, she's like, it's a story about a woman marked her whole life like the mark of Cain. And he gives her another look. And uh, she's like, "What? Come He's on, like, Dean Kane? Yeah, <laughs> I just had, I just had the uh, like. I'm from an alternate timeline. All I had was the Adventures of Lewis and Clark <laughs> on on DVD, <laughs> and Ripley's Believe It or Not, and Ripley's Believe It or Not on VHS, and his assorted uh, rantings about the Jewish people, <laughs> their influence on American culture. <laughs> yeah, he's he's in some Christian films, if you know what I mean. Yeah, he's he's into some Christian films, <laughs> if you know what I mean. If you know what I mean." Um, uh, so she's incredulous about him not knowing these references before he reveals that he knows who Hawthorne is and he's read the Old Testament of the Bible, which like, why, why would you, yeah. <laughs> why would you do that to yourself? Yeah. 
Uh, he then kisses her, and after a moment, she returns the kiss. He then points out uh, the hands on her watch are glowing, and they're close. But it turns out he just got a radioactive penis. <laughs> <laughs> it go radioactive when I get hot. I don't know what's going on. Oh shit! The 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 the, the, the foreskin rolls back, which is made of a of a ra- of a lead of of a, of a lead like material that protects radiation. Luke, use the foreskin. <laughs> use the foreskin. <laughs> yeah. I, but this was a very unsexy moment. I felt incredibly. I was. This I, felt both unearned and far too heterosexual. Yeah, and I—that's the thing. I, I more or less like this episode, and yeah. uh, except like, yeah, like the romance I felt was kind of ham-fisted, ham-fisted, and then we're getting to the other scene, which I thought was really funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, so entering a nearby building, they are certain the reactor is close by, moving out of sight when a man approaches uh, using a handprint scanner to access a nearby locked room. Kirk wonders if they should wait for someone to approach or come out and force their hand into the scanner, but Laon sees a sign that indicates they might not need to. The sign says, The Noonian Singh Institute for Cultural Advancement. Mm-hmm. Which, like, you think, like... Given what she knows, that she's like you know an expert on her own family background, uh-huh. you think she would have like thought of this from the beginning? Yeah, like, like oh Toronto, <gasps> that's where the Noonien Singh Cultural, hey, the, the Center for Cultural Advancement listen, is. Listen, they didn't know how to use DuckDuckGo until today. All right, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> still, you think that would be something that she would like? Oh yeah, everything happened in Toronto. Yep, you think? <laughs> Who knows though? Who knows? So taking a gamble, Lawn places her hand on the scanner and it unlocks the door. (laughs) She suspects a marker in her DNA grants her access to the building's security. Even though she's got to be like eight generations away from from Khan here. Yeah, Khan's got some strong-ass sperm. Yeah, apparently so. This fucking, yeah. Maybe maybe she's inbred. Yeah, uh, okay, there's an idea. (laughs) Okay, that would explain a lot, actually. Yeah, you think, yeah, by that point, like, her relation to him unless she like is she direct she, descendant no matter i mean if she is a, i mean no matter what she's got to be like maybe have like an eighth of his genetic material at very best yeah because he's like several hundred years old at this point although i guess he could have fucked whenever like as soon as like space seed i get well i know no because space they were frozen yeah space seed doesn't happen yet and they've been frozen for 70 years when space seed happens yeah. right so yeah, it can't be a direct descendant. She's got to be several generations out at least mm. now. I mean, probably like eight to ten generations. Mm. So it's like she's as related to them as I am to, like, fucking French royalty from, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, the 1600s. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's completely negligible. Everyone technically is. I'm guessing there must be some. It, there's still some DNA, and that's able. that's good enough, I guess. Yeah, and so she feels like a huge fucking cloud hanging over her head, even though everyone's like, yeah, we forgot about that, like, 200 years ago. Yeah. Like, what? No one cares. Mm -hmm. Like, Khan hasn't even come back yet. Everyone forgot. Everyone literally forgot about him 70 years ago. Like, in Space Seed, they're very surprised when they find them. Yeah. Because Khan was not that notable after a time. He obviously, you know, did some evil shit, but they launched him out into space and fucking forgot about him. Yeah. And, like, and then when they find him, Kirk doesn't think it's notable enough to even tell Starfleet that they set him down on a planet and he gets fucking blown up. Like, it's like, no one cares about Khan. He's not that notable, so why do you keep 
fucking shoving him in the series. Well, I mean, technically, he, he is like second Hitler, so he is. But and we're still, and we still talk about Hitler today. Yeah, because Hitler was eighty years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was recent history. Yeah, you know, I don't need. I don't know if we'll still be talking about Hitler in a hundred years from now. I figure we'll. We'll. I mean, we will. You know, historically, there'll probably still be online fights. Maybe we'll and see. And we are guys obsessed with World War II history. That's the thing. <laughs> we are definitely going to have a major conflict within the next fifty years that I think is going to make World War II look like nothing. Mm. So we'll see. We'll see how that see. happens. Yeah. Hopefully, I'll be dead. Oh no, we're gonna die during that war together, brother. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're gonna be on the side of the communists. <laughs> we'll be the first to go. <laughs> um, so a um, suddenly a gun cocking behind them uh, heralds the arrival of Sarah, who looks deadly serious. She mm. chides herself for taking so long to recognize Kirk. While she was not behind the bridge bombing, everything she had said about slowing down human advancement was true. Her people had been doing so for many years. Kirk then realizes Sarah is a Romulan and compliments her on one hell of a job she did with her disguise. She literally covered up her ears. Yeah. Uh, She got her ears clipped. Yeah, like a a cat, a feral cat who's neutered. Yeah. Yeah. And I, make, I wonder if she could breed anymore. Yeah, unclear if she's like also the one of the forehead uh, ridge Romulans. Uh, very good question. Um, so Sarah admits she wasn't quite used to the ears before ordering them to take back her uh, take her inside. Kirk refuses, saying that if she shot them, the building's alarms would go off and security would seal the building. Sarah thinks he's bluffing. Like. Wait, these people who are not authorized to be here are just hanging out here. You really think, like, security's going to get called if you shoot someone in yeah. this, this building that's, like... They didn't night. have to pass any sort of, like, uh, physical security. No. It's basically also another uh, Picard callback, a, a completely abandoned uh, futuristic uh, research facility. Very true. That uh, has absolutely no... Security. Security no. whatsoever. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. There's like a guy. Hey, you know, we just keep the deadliest things in the entire universe in here. Who cares? We figure it's like a hiding in plain sight. Like, yeah, hiding in plain sight. If we just put them in front of everybody, no one's ever going to steal them or nothing. You know, it's something that, you know, it's kind of called an open secret where everybody knows about this place and uh, they kind of, that somehow like the. The, even the guard rotations are public knowledge, but oh well, we don't need any sort of guards. We got, we got an app where we tell everybody <laughs> about it, you know, so they know if the favorite god's going to be on duty. And better, and better even still, we have an app protecting the place, basically. <laughs> There's an app that protects the place. That's it's called DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. <laughs> data, DuckDuckGo. Data, data law law. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Sarah admits she's not quite used to the ears yet before ordering them to take her inside. Kirk refuses, saying that if she shot them, Billings' alarms would go off. Uh, Sarah shoots him in the chest, and he collapses to the floor. As he predicted, the alarms go off. Laon pleads with Kirk to stay with her, but as he dies, he tells her to stay hello to Sam for him. And she's like, say hello yourself. I'm going to kill him and send him with you. And this is, like, some of the best acting in the entire episode is it no it's not it's it's like um lon's like no james no 
No, James. I, I'm pretty sure she's channeling Hal 3000 here. <laughs> yeah. No, James. Please, James. No, James. Don't die. Don't you die. can't die. <laughs> you know, James, I've been thinking a lot about you dying, and I've decided it's a very bad idea. I think we should kill Sarah instead. Sarah's mean. Um, so he dies. He dies. Sarah concedes it was impulsive of her to kill him. But it was worth it to be the one to kill James T. Kirk, which I agree with. But yeah. also, Soren, Saren, Soren, Soren, and still a better death than generations. Yeah, still a better death than generations. I'm okay with that. Yeah, uh, I hope they keep him dead. Um, yeah. When Laon rushes to attack her, Sarah grabs her by the throat and pushes her through the unlocked door. Pretty hot. Yeah. Pretty hot. Not gonna lie. And if, is that is that all it took? Is just pushing someone? Yeah. <laughs> you gotta push that door open yourself, lady. Yeah, it was already open. It was green. Yeah. So Sarah pushes Laon through the corridor, shooting down any who try to stop her. Laon points out that security would not allow her to get near the reactor. But Sarah has changed the plan. Destroying the actor was plan A, and now they're going to do plan B because she got bred in and uh, she doesn't want to have a kid. Yeah. She's like, you know, why... Why use a grenade when you can use a scalpel? Right, exactly. And so they head yeah. to the building's genetics labs, which sounds like a joke, but I'm not making that which joke. Which is so fun. Like, this place, like, they're just doing everything. They got, like, yeah. a cold fusion reactor yep. and one wing and genetics research in the other. Yeah, this is why we need government regulation, folks. Yeah. <laughs> like, these are all unproven technology. Oh, he's also, uh, he also takes submersibles down to the Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> what we needed was, like, a scene with the Ghostbusters where... Oh, yeah. <laughs> where where like a competing crew shows up and they're <laughs> and they're just like uh then uh yeah like there someone comes to shut the place down or something like Hell yeah. <laughs> so yes, this man has no penis <laughs> as they reach a nearby locked room laon is stunned to see the nameplate on the door as well as child drawings on the walls laon realizes that sarah intends to kill con noonian singh Baby con do 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 baby con do 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 baby con do 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 baby con do 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 baby con do 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 baby con do 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 baby con do 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 baby con anyway um Sarah replies without irony that a computer simulation told her, explaining that time was too complex to leave to intuition. So the Romulans had built computers to calculate results of changes in the timeline. She points out that Khan becomes a brutal tyrant through perhaps, um, though perhaps humanity needed the Dark Age he brought in to reach its own enlightenment. Or perhaps it was just random. Either way, Khan's death would ensure the Federation would never form and the Romulans would, in fact, lose their greatest adversary. This feels also like it kind of what she was describing kind of felt like um, from uh, the series Foundation where they invent mm-hmm. something called psychohistory, which is like a math, uh, the, this, uh, this math formula that they use to predict the future. That's also the name of the um, uh, Insane Clown Posse biography. Is it really? Psychohistory, yeah. Oh, hells yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, it's I was hatch- ready to go it's, buy it's, that right now. It's hatchet history. Oh, hatchet history. <laughs> that, that's appropriate. Uh, yes. Um, insane clown possibilities. <laughs> <laughs> with a tie-in with Macaroni Grill called Insane Clown Possibilities. <laughs> I love it. Um, 
So, uh, Sarah rages that entire temporal wars have been fought trying to change these events. She herself arrived in 1992 trying to eliminate Khan. She's like, do you know what the Clinton years were like? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, she has been trapped on Earth for 30 years, and now she is looking to take her chance. Yeah, well, and it, that would drive anyone insane. Yeah, and also, she's like 30, so I don't uh, know. Well, also, like, Romulans have, like, long longer lives. Longer lives, yeah. but still... She's she's thirty. Yeah. Uh, Lawn tells Sarah her real name, that Khan is her ancestor, and that his legacy was genocide, torture, and Lawn herself. Well, because he fucked. He That's also in. like I, I think she, at this point she already knows that because yeah, obviously. Like why? Well, yeah. Why knows, else she, should we? She hate her last name and shit. And also like why would she also <clears throat> like keep her alive at this point? She needs her to open up the door. Right. Exactly. So. Sarah points out the device in Lon's pocket protected her from changes in the timeline. If Khan died now, she could live wherever she wanted and never hear Khan's names again. Um, Lon turns as if to approach the door, then whirls, disarming Sarah and engaging her in hand-to-hand combat. What follows is like a two minute long fight scene and it mm. sucks. Yeah. It's like very shaky and kind of unnecessary. Mm. I really don't need this in Star Trek. No. Like we we understand the stakes. Yes. Like, and we don't once again, we don't need another scene of someone holding a gun or a phaser to someone else. Yeah. It's literally every other fucking episode. Yeah. And it really gets tiresome. I was so happy in last episode, no one brought a phaser to anyone. No, it was it was all like it was all like the mind palace stuff. Yeah, and that's that's what I fuck with. Yes, and uh, this I didn't so much. So yeah, um, the Romulan strength is greater than Laon's, and she forces her hand onto the scanner. But as the door opens, Laon reengages until she is able to get a hold of Sarah's gun uh, on the floor, shooting her twice. Sarah falls to the floor, uh, and uh, Sarah presses a point in her neck, and her body disintegrates, mm-hmm. leaving no trace she was ever there. So I guess that's like kind of a cyanide pill for them to yeah. disappear, which is kind of sick. Leave leave no trace, like uh, part of the spies, right? Like the spies, like what uh, if she sh- what if she like shot her in the head though? <laughs> like, she wouldn't have time. What if she shot me in the head? Mm-hmm. So the device in Lon's pocket activates, uh, which would allow her to return to her own time. But curiosity sets in. Bisexual curiosity. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, and Lon ter- enters Khan's room, finding drawings of advanced equations and cityscapes on the walls. Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> A fearful voice asks if she's going to kill him. And Lon finds herself face-to-face with none other than Khan Noonien Singh. Uh, who Baby appe- Hitler. Yeah, who's... Uh, thankfully, they actually made South Asian as he's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, and he's a scared child here. Mm-hmm. Uh, meaning that, in fact, the um, eugenics wars are not going to happen maybe 100 years until after they originally said they were. Yeah. Because they were originally supposed to be in the 1990s. Yeah. And I liked... Uh, they made a series of novels about the eugenics wars, and I really like what they did with that because they basically explained all of our modern proxy wars and stuff mm-hmm. as shadow proxy wars for Khan Noonien and Singh and his army. So, like, Kosovo, uh, Gulf War, uh, um, Afghanistan and Iraq, mm. all of those are proxy wars being fought by Khan and other forces against him. Which, I don't know. That's kind of fun. That's yeah. more fun to me. Yeah. Uh, but whatever. 
Um, they, I guess they really needed to clear this one up. <laughs> so Khan gestures to a photo on the wall of himself and other children. He then asks if she was going to take him away. La'an tells him it may not make sense to him then or maybe ever, but he's exactly where he needs to be. And then she shoots him and disappears <laughs> forever. Now, uh, La'an steps outside Khan's room as security approaches and activates the device, which takes her back to the Enterprise. She returns to the bridge, finding it as familiar as she expected. As Lon had earlier told her to do, Pelea is speaking with Pike and Una about the Louvre's demand to return its artifacts, saying the Statute of Limitations has run out. More like the Statue of Limitations, mm -hmm. am I right? Because it's a statue she stole? Okay. Uh, no, it was a painting. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Let my joke happen. Yeah, I'm the Dice Man! Oh! <laughs> Um, seeing on, Pike wonders if Starfleet security might want to weigh in on the topic. Laon, somewhat wrong-footed after her recent experience, says she would let this one slide. She, uh, sh yeah, she would let it slide. Let it slide like second breakfast. Hell yeah, right in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. Like Pike a Jamaican bobsled team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um... So Pike notes she is out of uniform and asks if something's wrong. Laon replies nothing's wrong, uh, that she had needed to check on something, and now she had. Mm. What do you think she was checking on? See if the crew was there. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> so is Laon, uh, but I mean, like, how would she know? Because it's like the exact same crew minus Kirk. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm keeping your seat warm, sir. <laughs> oh, and I guess Spock. Spock's probably dead now in that other Yeah, movie, yeah. So. As Lon returns to her quarters to change, someone else is there. Agent LeMay from the Department of Temporal Investigations and Voyeurism. Say what? The oh, yeah, she was like, Department of Voyeurism. She's like, no, 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 take your time. You can change first. Take your clothes In front of me. Slowly. Yeah. Dance for me. <laughs> yes, like uh, this is True Lies Part 2, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Temporal Lies. Temporal Lies. Um, so Agent Yamali from the Temporal Department of Temporal Investigations, a Federation agency monitoring changes in the timeline, who thanks her for his assistance. And uh, she's like, you haven't heard of us yet because we don't exist until the 23rd century. Do we need to do this? <laughs> do we really need to bring in a bunch of timeline play? Because I was dreading that they would do this with Strange New Worlds. I was yeah. like, hopefully, at least hopefully they don't do anything too egregious with timelines and stuff. Like what they did at the end of the last season, I thought like the, the final episode, uh, Quality of Mercy, mm -hmm. um, they should have made that the last like time travel episode when like pa uh, Pike talks to his future self. Yeah, like that was a great way to close up all timeline anything mm -hmm. in this, and like that had closure. But now they're like, no, we have another character that needs to do timeline stuff now, mm -hmm. and I'm sure she's gonna drag other people into this. Probably Kirk again. I don't want this. I don't need this. I, I think I feel it, it wrapped up pretty well. It was just, it was unneeded. Yeah. It, and it didn't wrap up pretty well because now we have a brand new fucking, like, department here that they're obviously going to make a thing. Uh, they ha they were in DS9. Were they? Yeah. Well, when, uh, when, um, Cisco went back to, uh, um, oh, right, right. Trials and tribulations. Yeah. Oh, yeah, not, um, uh, the fucking, uh, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, they're they're questioning him like, you want to explain why you look like? But uh, here, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. 
they had that once, they, and that was it. Yeah. And you know what? They did that with Section 31 as well. Yeah. They had it twice, yeah. and then it was gone. Mm. But then, you see what they did with Section 31? Mm. Was that a good idea? No. You think they're going to have some great ideas for Department of Temporal Investigations that are going no. to be creatively w- rewarding? And, and that's basically what that one dude was, the the one twink from uh, Enterprise, wasn't he also? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the, the unnamed guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think he was part of them, but he was yeah. from the 27th century yeah, or something yeah. like that? 26th century? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I'm I'm not stoked for this. I'm just going to say that right now. I dread this. I dread all of the timeline stuff they're going to attempt. It's it, it's not. We need to stop doing time trek. It's fucking Star Trek. Mm. It's fucking Star Trek. You can do a timeline episode. If they do another fucking timeline episode, especially this season, I'm not going to be a happy fan. <laughs> I'm. I already was pretty disappointed with this episode, but we'll we'll finish this up mm. here. So. Um, Lon likely, uh, yeah, they they don't exist yet. So Lon produces the device given to her by the gray-suited man, whom Yamali uh, confirms was a Department of Temporal Investigations agent. She emphasizes that Lon is not to reveal any of what she experienced to anybody, not even her captain. Lon is upset at the idea of having gone back to protect a mass murderer having had to kill to protect him and watching a friend die. Okay, lady, do you not understand that if you didn't go back, he would have gotten killed and you would disappear? Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't know if you really understand, like, yeah, like timelines here. Yeah, he, he would have, snu- you would have, you would literally would not existed. Like, mm. Kirk at least exists in both timelines. If Khan gets killed, you don't exist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bingo. So... Um, the agent calmly tells Laon that none of that was supposed to happen at all and points out that she had protected the timeline in a way no one else could have, asking if she was willing to undo that. Laon admits she wouldn't. Uh, Yimlei again thanks her for his assistance, uh, her for her assistance before asking for the device to be returned to her. As she takes it, she examines the time stream before she departs. So, sitting alone in her quarters for a moment, Laon removes the watch she had taken from Pelea's shop before moving over to her bed and opening a communication to the USS Farragut, the ship where James T. Kirk is serving as lieutenant. Uh, she identifies herself as security chief of the Enterprise, and Kirk is like, uh, Lieutenant Kirk here, what, is it something Sam did? Uh, Laon bluffs by saying she was trying to get some uh, biographical data for Sam's security file, saying she was a stickler for keeping an orderly security record. Kirk offers the real dirt on Sam if she buys him a drink next time they were at a starbase. After signing off, Laon cries to music. The end. And focuses on the watch that she has as a memory of that time they spent together. Yeah, it does. (laughs) So that was that episode. I liked it. Yep. Yeah. I didn't. I know. <laughs> I, I, I had an intense dislike of this episode. Um, I mean, there was there was so much wrong with it. I don't I don't even know where to begin. First off, they choose they chose, in my opinion, by far the two least charming actors on this entire series. Yeah. And decided to put them in a standalone episode together. Meanwhile, Ortega's has like personality in spades. Right. And, like, and, and they haven't and, given her an episode yeah, at all. It's like put me put me up to bat, shit, coach. I'm ready. And they're like, no, no, Ortega's. And this is this is the second Law on episode, I think. Right. Yeah. I think so. so. Like, yeah, I. Laon, yeah, 
she's just not a character I like or find believable. She's got serious anger problems and like problems with her past that nobody else cares about. Yeah. She's literally I know, the only one that, that cares about the Scarlet Letter that she calls it is mm. her. Yeah, straight up. She's what? the only one obsessing about her last like, name. Yeah, maybe you need some therapy. Yeah, a hundred like just <laughs> And that's the thing, is is in the beginning of the episode, the fucking doctor is like, Hey, maybe you need to talk to someone and she's like, No Yeah and tries to beat him up. Because we also don't even have any sort of like establishing scenes of uh, anyone actually voicing any like problem with her lineage no no one there is no one's ever done that there's been zero scenes to make it seem like there's actually an issue with her people people. are just like oh wait are you related to Khan?" and she's like yeah and they're like crazy man wow that's cool anyway it'd just be like if you met someone who was related to hitler now would you hold it against them i'd probably think it's a little weird i I mean you think it's weird (laughs) but but you know what they would be like is they probably like yeah, I know. Uh, this is weird. I'm related to Hitler. And then you'd be like, what? And they'd be like, I'm, I swear to fucking that's God. That's right. I'm Jimmy Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> James T. Hitler. James T. Hitler. James D. Dice Hitler. <laughs> James Discreet Dice Hitler. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I liked it. I, like, um, I thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Like I, I did think it was funny. It was basically like the episode of like the whole season of season two of Picard, but yeah. but better because it was faster and right. and and, and there was no suicide at the end. Yeah, but there was a self sacrifice at the end because like season two of Picard could have been a, been an episode, and that was, yeah. but it was stretched out to ten episodes. You know, it, it actually it could have been a script thrown in the trash, <laughs> and I think I think it would have been better that way. Oh, I've got the perfect place for this. <laughs> I like uh um, but yeah like uh I mean it was interesting to go back in time see mm-hmm. how they do the time stuff like everyone loves it when like people when they go back in time and have like you know hijinks because they did have some hijinks they did and uh like eating a dry hot dog yeah being good at chess in the park oh the the chess montage mm-hmm. the, the like minute of half of chess yeah. that he played while it played like a an r&b song yeah that was very star trek yeah very classic trek to me yeah and that's what i watch trek for is the chess montages <laughs> chess montage yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, the thing i didn't like was yeah like the forced um relationship like uh meet cute type uh um, you know, will they, won't they type thing that yeah. was going on between Lon and Kirk. Like, I was just like, meh, I could so, deal with that. So, it's it's only kind of notable because, like, because we know, like, Kirk's Kirk's um relationship with Khan later. It's like, right. oh, it's like, so, you know, there was a potential where, like, he was could have been associated with, like, his Khan's ancestor at some point. What do you think we actually learned in this episode that we didn't already know about anything in this universe yeah i mean i i think like really i think like this episode was seeking to like because like because lon has been like bemoaning like her lineage like mm-hmm. for the last first season and also several times in this season yeah and, and no one cares no one cares i can't stress this enough nobody gives a particular <laughs> fuck yeah and I think this is probably them just putting a pin in it, and so they can never have to reference it again. God, I hope so. Because like I think that's what it was getting to is like her coming coming to closure with her past, 
And I, I don't can know. See, like, they could have done it in so many other ways, though. Yeah. They didn't actually have to literally go to the past to close her past. That's the, it's too literal. It's ham-fisted. It's yeah. like, listen, lady, you can you can just talk to someone and get over it. You literally, <laughs> like, yeah. Therapy is free. Yeah, straight, yeah, straight up uh, fucking cops will straight up uh, have go to the past instead of going to therapy. <laughs> right? Cops will literally not kill baby Hitler instead of going to therapy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Basically, this is a story. It's just like, okay, yeah, we need Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> like, Hitler was necessary. Yeah, you know what? That is actually the fucking subtext of this is, episode. It is. Yeah. Like, whether they meant it or not, that is 100% the subtext of this oh, yeah. episode, I mean, they, they which were, is bad. They were acknowledging, yeah, like, unless humanity hits the dark ages, it will never hit the age of enlightenment. I think, I think their argument is like, hey, hey, if we didn't have Hitler, we wouldn't have the Apple Store. Yeah, oh! Oh, no. Hitler, no Apple Store, no Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah, yeah, like Andrew Dice Clay's relatives would have died in the Holocaust. Right, but oh, right. If Hitler died, no, it wouldn't. But anyway, yeah, it's just like saying, like, um, yeah, we need Khan, and yeah, just as like, yeah, like you can't. Well, it's also like, I mean, Star Trek has like you know gone over this in the past. You know, there's been multiple um, episodes where like they have to maintain this timeline even though it mm -hmm. is bad you know that's yeah. what like they had to make sure the bell riots happened even mm -hmm. though that was like like one of the darkest periods of human history that right. also led to you know eugenics wars and shit mm -hmm. and and also it's like yeah like this is the way the timeline's preserved so we need baby hitler to live <laughs> and that's the thing it's like the the most creatively brave thing i think that star trek could do is just say, hey, guess what? This isn't our future. Yeah. This is just another timeline. This is what could happen if we actually did things right. Oh, yeah. As a people. Like, and, and you know, it's like making sure that always to push the goalposts further and further down the road so we know that, oh, this is in fact our future. Yeah. And, you know, it's no, no, it's going to happen a hundred years from now. It's the same thing that fucking loony religious cults do when they say, like, the end times are coming mm -hmm. and the end times get there and they're like, oh, no, no, we, uh, we fucking interpreted that wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, instead of just, like, moving the goalposts more and more because you're going to have to keep doing this, I mean, thankfully they didn't actually say what time it was here. But they dated it by like you iPhones know. and memes. Yeah, exactly. Apple that, that, the Apple Store and DuckDuckGo aren't yeah. going to be around forever. Yeah. I mean, Apple Store is. That'll be the last yeah. thing. <laughs> That'll be, be the last thing on earth. Yeah. Is an Apple Store before the bomb hits. It's, yeah. We're all going to live in the giant Apple Store, and then the bomb's going to hit. <laughs> yeah. Who's to say? Like, if we did kill Baby Khan, like it would be even better future. Yeah. I mean, I think the the real lesson is we needed to kill Baby Steve Jobs. Baby, yeah, we need to kill Baby Steve Jobs. Baby Jobs. Everything would be. Better. I've got a jobs to do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, keep Baby Hitler alive. Um, have a weird romance. Uh, yeah, I, I, I call it a in in the words of uh, Lady Gaga a bad romance. <laughs> bop, 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 bop. Bad <laughs> romance. I can't remember how the song goes. Uh, yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> Bad romance. Yeah, I'm going to give this one a real low score. This is going to be a three for me. You know, there's things that were bad. but Yeah, like the whole episode? I thought it was entertaining. It wasn't not entertaining. It was just as a contiguous story in this very good series that makes a lot of sense. 
this was not an episode that was good or made a lot of sense mm-hmm. to me. Or yeah. like it was it was an episode that felt like it was here specifically maybe to wrap up a storyline, but more specifically to push goalposts down the road. Yeah. Like we didn't learn anything new. It didn't have an actual message. And it just Keep baby Hitler alive. It it created this romance that doesn't make any sense where like this woman is in love with a dead guy from another dimension and they're going to try to supplant it onto her being in love with the other Kirk, I'm pretty sure. Mm. And it's like something that just doesn't really you fall in love with specific people who grow up under specific conditions. This Lieutenant Kirk isn't the same as the Captain Kirk from the other timeline who grew up on the fucking moon. Yeah. Like uh, Yeah, I would have I would have liked It's ignoring material I liked, conditions. I would have liked if it was like he was somehow different, but he seemed basically the same. I mean, I will say, like, this episode, I didn't hate that actor. Oh, I bad. did. I did. Uh, oh, he's, he's... I I didn't have that much problem with oh, him. No. I thought I thought there was moments where he did come off charming, but I still don't see him see him as Kirk. No, he's like, he's too dad to be Kirk. He, yeah. he he embodies too much of a I have kids energy. Yeah. Whereas even though I'm pretty sure William Shatner does have kids, he doesn't have that same kind of energy. No. It's like this. He's got this like kind of like sassy incredulousness mm. where we're like um and I'm I'm fine with like a little bit of sass. You know, Chris Pine has a bunch of sass in his performance, but he's sexy about it. This guy is neither sexy nor charming, <laughs> nor does he seem nice is the problem. He where does, that's, he does have sort of like a Dennis energy. Yeah, and, and that's <laughs> so and and th- this actually like there was one scene in particular where I'm like, that's not what Kirk would have done at all. Mm. And it's like when they first get to the future and he's like, after you, he makes a face that's like, I'm mad at you after you. Whereas like fucking Will Shatner as Kirk would have done a smile, like I mean, this sucks, but after you, yeah, kind yeah. of thing. And it's it's like I he at least he's not doing like the over exaggerated Kirk, mm-hmm. like like an impression of Kirk. Yeah, he's kind of doing a decent impression of William Shatner, but it's only decent. It's yeah. not good is the problem. Mm-hmm. And I wish he brought more of his own thing to it, but I also don't think he has the natural charisma to actually pull it off. No. I don't find him that good. And especially playing him against, in my opinion, probably the most unlikable character on the show, the lady with anger problems. Like, and that's the thing, that's her- I do think Lon's cute though. I, I, I She's physically attractive, but she's, she's a jerk. She's she's mean to, she's a cop. (laughs) Well, you're attracted to cops now? Get get out of here. You're fired. (laughs) You're fired from the podcast. You're fired. You're fired. Get out. You're gone. Yeah. But, we you don't know, you I, it was somewhat entertaining. Like, it was kind of predictable. I do feel like we've had Kill Baby Hitler type mm-hmm. sci-fi stories before. Yeah. Also, the hot dog situation. Jesus fucking The hot Christ. dog situation, the sucking dicks. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that was good. That was the no, only that good part was good. of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get the jitterbug. Jitterbug. But, um, yeah, you know, it had some problems, but I didn't have that much. I, I, I didn't hate it. Yeah. Fair, yeah. I'm kinda, I kind of like the Kirk, kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Well, we'll see where it goes. And also, this one didn't have any Jess Bush in it, and it had like Pike for two lines. Yeah. Yeah. No Chapel. Yeah, it sucked. Yeah, no Chapel at no, all. No, I mean barely any Spock either. Yeah, barely Spock. I mean, yeah, just he a just different showed up Spock. for a line. Yeah. And Binga had like three lines, probably mm-hmm. three or four lines. Oh, no, they he had that whole scene with her where yeah. they fought. So. Yeah. But I don't like um I'm fine with like 
neurotypical coded people in Star Trek. In fact, I like them. Some of my favorite characters are neurotypical coded. Mm -hmm. uh, having someone with an anger issue, uh, unless it's like a huge plot point, like that episode of Voyager where they have the psychopath guy, like I, I don't like it, to be honest. I think it's kind of antithetical to where people should be, especially people serving as the head security <laughs> officer, the person with a monopoly on violence aboard the ship. You're going to make it the person who can't get over their family history and anger issues? Mm -hmm. that you know she'd be running that McDonald's like it's the Navy. Oh, hell yeah. She, she Yeah, she's fucking running that fucking security department like it's a goddamn McDonald's. Yeah, she's got those boxer braids in. And she's wearing the red uniform mm -hmm. with the big yellow M instead of the, the, the comm badge. <laughs> it's just like uh, she immediately presses it and goes like, yeah, I'd like to order. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she's also wearing the scarlet letter. Oh, yeah. She's wearing the A. She's like, she's just asking, like, what's that for? Like, because I'm a Nudian Singh. Mm -hmm. I was like, no one cares. <laughs> no one mentioned it. But, yeah, I think to make this make this episode more effective, if it actually started with um, some people being like, get the fuck out of here, Nudian Singh, you fucking bitch. Yeah, yeah, that would have been so much better. Like, uh, like, she meets someone, or, like, yeah, like honestly, they could have done something even with Pelea on there because she lived through the oh, Jax yeah, Wars. Did. She would have been like, "Your last name? There's no way, is there?" And she's and she's like, "Yeah, that is." And she's like, "Oh my god, how do you feel about that?" Or something. Yeah. Like they could have. There's so much meat on that bone where they could have actually like brought in an element of shame or like conned something that's so like like something like. Uh, a line like oh i thought they wiped out his bloodline for uh well you know you know yeah. something like that like to make it obvious that like and here you are walking around like nothing's wrong yeah i mean yeah there's you don't there's, feel any sort of remorse for what you what your great granddaddy did yeah or yeah it's like uh oh i see uh, like oh yeah sure like she accosts someone as a security officer and they're like you're just like your grandfather or some shit like Whoa, that. don't genocide me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. What? You're going to put me into a camp now or something? <laughs> um, yeah. So lots of opportunities in this um, episode, and I think they missed every single one of them. Yeah. Um, it was not good for me. It's fine. Uh, I'm, I'm a sucker for some time travel hygiene sometimes. That's fair. I, yeah. I am occasionally, but not often. Mm -hmm. um, and this was a little too often, a little too much, and mm -hmm. not good enough for me. Yeah. Especially on a what uh, has been a really stellar season so far. Like, yeah. I, I think we had like two, like maybe 8.0 episodes or higher. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, the last episode was fantastic. I thought they followed up probably the best episode of the series, mm -hmm. with, in my opinion, the worst episode of the series. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. Also, uh, my two least favorite episodes have the same director. I just want to point that out. Mm. And uh, I'm not looking forward to anything to do. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, though, because, yeah. We'll I think we also could have also had, like, a wink from Pelea uh, when she came back onto the Right, bench. right, because she, like, looked at her, and you said, oh, she gave her a look. And I'm like, no, come on. Like, yeah. this episode has been so ham-fisted already that if they didn't ham-fist something like that into there, they didn't mean it. Yeah. Like, it, it was not intentional. Yeah, need a, need a little something where she's just like, you know, like, hey, I know you. She's like, ah, 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 ah. I remember you now. Yeah. yeah. Or just like, you know, yeah, she came back. and Or like that would have been interesting if like 
play it had been because this already had happened to her in the past like mm-hmm. even from the beginning of the episode so she kind of knew and that'd been funny and then maybe yeah. that's why she also mentioned like why the vermont thing or, or like yeah. she, they could have had a thing like she's just like ah good thing i told you about vermont huh or something like yeah that. yeah Oh, and or or God, if she came back on the ship and she was like, back so soon, I thought. And then she tries to look at her watch and she's like, oh, I think you have my watch. Oh, yeah. What time is it? Yeah, that would have been (laughs) masterclass writing. That would have been Chekhov's gun on multiple levels. Yeah, because like, yeah, no, showing that hire us. Clea has has like, yes, like, you know, just a little wink, but she doesn't want to be too obvious about it because obviously she knows like I can't mention this ever. Right, right. It's a a secret they both share. Mm -hmm. And, and it also would have like brought them closer. Yeah, or, or she could have been like, oh, nice clothes. Those are antiques too. Did you steal those from somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just, some, just something like also like to have a division between their relationship at the beginning and at the end, mm-hmm. showing that they, in fact they're shared. They're something. closer. They're yeah. closer. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Totally agree. So. Yeah. Yeah, lots of missed opportunities. Uh, it's fine. Go yeah. go watch it just to be a completionist for this show because the show's good so far. Yeah. Uh, I thought this was just the worst episode so far. So yeah, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take it t- take it however you want. Take it with a grain of salt. No, don't do that. Take, suck it with a grain of salt, like a salt vampire on a big old penis. All right. <laughs> I think that's a good place to leave. Yeah, it. I think it's a good place yeah, to leave yeah, it, yeah. 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 Yes, have second um, breakfast, y'all. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, thanks for traveling with us, Soyagers. Mm-hmm. Um, be well, travel safe, and uh, don't forget to wash your foreskin. Yeah. Your whole dick, actually. Wash whole your dick. whole dick. Your yeah. whole dick. Yeah. Not just the foreskin. Front to back. Yep. Back, uh, no, back to front. Otherwise, you get uh, all the, the pre-cum all over your Oh, dick. that's true, that's true, that's yeah. true. And, and if you do back to front, then you get all the, the, the shit all over your dick. Mm. And that's better because you want you want to get that patina, that nice brown patina. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get a shine on that. Get a shoe shine on that. Okay. Well. <laughs> Thanks for checking with the Soy Boys, Girls, and Otherworldly Beans. Hang dong. And shocker. Soy, 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 soy. Yeah, I agree. What would you do if you had a, a time device that sent you back to 2021? I'd shoot myself. I'd shoot you too.